Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode of Infinite Horizon. Um, we are so excited to get to this episode tonight. I hope everybody can hear us, because otherwise I'm just talking to, like, five people, and that's fine, but it's not great for you guys out there, so. Um, <clears throat> I think everything's good, but uh, I'm not going to wait for any response. <laughs> okay, cool. Remy says they, that they can Thanks, hear us Remy. out there, so. Thank nice. you. All right. Thanks, Remy. All right. Um, so, uh, getting into tonight's episode. First of all, welcome back, Olivia. Yay, we get Olivia back. Um, yeah. And Happy to be back. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, okay. Well, let's not waste any time because last time ended the way the other two episodes ended, which is <laughs> intensely... Anyway, uh, so, um, <laughs> Nico is asking a very important question in the chat, Caitlin. Yes, yes, hold on, hold on, I need to this is very, this is the most important announcement. <laughs> Grabby hands. Yes. Grabby hands, Nina. It looks Thank so you. good on camera. So great. Oh. Thank you to everyone who came to my, uh, stream anniversary ridiculousness that made this shirt happen. I forgot that I ordered it and came in the mail and I lost my mind. <laughs> I'm extremely happy about it. Um, just know you can't see it, but know that I'm wearing it. You can kind of see her maybe her head of the wind. There she is. Oh, okay, that's my announcement. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, Henry, if you wouldn't mind taking us away. All right. Let's take it away. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Uh, I'll run through these announcements real quick. So apart from subscribing right here on Twitch, there are a couple good ways that you can support us. Uh, one of them is to check out our Patreon, where you can find behind-the-scenes silliness, um, some material relating to our now-concluded TTRPG show Dungeons and Dorm Rooms, and some opportunities to take place in world-building for our current... Uh-oh, I'm getting into the voice. Current uh, <laughs> TTRPG streams. There are also... Uh, I, think, I think we can talk about this, since it is a thing that, uh, that we have all, on some, some degree, discussed... I'm just going to say it right now. We're doing it. They're doing it. Uh, so uh, coming soon on our Patreon will be uh, periodically we'll have sort of one-on-one -on -one little sessions with of like basically like character journals for Infinite Horizon. Uh, so you'll get a little bit of a uh, chance for everybody to have to express um, sort of take it in turns to ex ex for their character to express how they're feeling about certain recent situations. So that's coming very soon. I speak of that. I wrote some stuff up, Lucas. I want to run it past you. All right. And then yes. Get to, yeah, get to work on it. Yeah. yeah. So the first one um, clearly is going to be Olam's. So that'll be coming up <laughs> in the next few weeks, probably. I don't know. I'm not gonna set nail down a date. We're gonna do it in like, like reality show style. Like we're in a side room. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. That would be really There's funny. There's like smash cuts to two people being like, "Yeah, I think we're getting along really well." I cannot stand them. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, like in RuPaul's Drag Race, like when they have to I'm talk sorry. before they get crowned, I have to... and they have to like pretend that they both think the other one deserves to win, but they both think they should win. Yes. Also, we've been raided by Eric Campbell. Eric, Eric thank you so Woo! much for the oh raid. Gosh. Hi, Whimsies. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for Hi, being everybody. here. Hi, Eric. Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. Announcements. You haven't missed much. We, yeah, uh -oh. you haven't missed much. We're just in the announcements. Oh, my God. 
How many? With 85 Raiders? Holy crap. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, a adrenaline here. rush. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> welcome to Infinite Horizon, our uh, sci-fi uh, supers RPG show uh, run in the cypher system. Um, so, yes, Nico is correct. Viewer record, absolutely. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Henry, continue with announcements while I deal with this. <laughs> yeah, let me just finish these announcements off real quick. Uh, a real quick, easy way to support us is to toss a couple of bucks into our coffee. That's another place where you can see uh, our short-term goals. So give that a look-see. Um, the episodes of Infinite Horizon, after they stream, uh, the, uh, the Friday after the Wednesday they stream, are available on YouTube. So check them out there if you can't make the uh, live time slot. They are also available on Anchor, and thereby, or therefore, a bunch of other uh, podcast platforms. So that's another way to check them out. Currently, Caitlin currently is the only one who on... has those memorized. I have all yes. of them. We're currently on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So oh. we got lots. We got seven spots. Hopefully, iTunes hates me. So we'll get on iTunes maybe eventually if you <laughs> use that. But we've got at least Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts at this point. And if you have another uh, third-party hosting site that you like to use, the RSS feed is always available, and you can plug it into your own um, apps that you uh, prefer. So, podcasts, yay! Oh, man. Okay, first of all, before we continue, thank you so much for everybody who has followed and cheered. And, John, thank you so much for giving those gift subs. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Um, Oh, my gosh. And, oh, my gosh. Okay, (laughs) this is too much. This is too much. Well, uh, welcome everybody. Um, I'll just give a quick, um, for those of you who have never been to this channel before, we are Rule of Lore. Uh, We do a bunch of tabletop RPG content, um, mostly our two tabletop RPG shows. This one, Infinite Horizon, um, and on Mondays we have our D&D 5th edition uh, game in Dreamwell Chronicles, which our very own resident bard, Mr. Jonathan Boyle, in the chat, uh, runs. So, um, and then on Fridays we do Ramble Mancy, which is sort of like a talk show, like podcast style talk show sort of thing, where we talk about all sorts of nerdy stuff. So mostly we're just giant nerds, and we uh, <laughs> we do nerd things together. And we're happy to have you. And yes, yeah, so happy. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Chandra, thanks so much for the subscription. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm very overwhelmed right now. Everything's We're fine. We're never going to get through announcements. Yeah. You guys have broken the distance. <laughs> there's, there's, it's not hard to do, one. as we've seen. <laughs> or maybe everybody just uh, goes about it in spectacular fashion. I don't know. It's We just work really hard to do it. <laughs> Fair oh, gosh. All right. Okay. Um... Is that all of our announcements, Henry? I sort of blacked oh, out during it, so... There's No, I understandable. There's one more, and it's that we have a Discord. So if you want to hang out with us, chat about whatever the heck you want, share your own projects, um, hear our stream announcements, join us on Discord. Very true. There's also a lot of, there's also a lot of food pictures on there as of late. <laughs> mostly, from our, mostly from Geek Outs. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, the good food's from Geek Outs, the weird tin... N- never mind. The whole, the whole thing. All right. They can't stop the tinned meat. <laughs> tinned meat. Um, Olivia, is your just a quick mm. note? Uh, are is are is your are you sure your mic is your mic doing is your mic using the correct mic? Um, I think so. Okay, 
Just making we, sure. I can check real quick. Okay. Let me check. Um, yeah, it's it's the mic. Does it sound okay? Uh, yep, sounds good now. Yeah. I think yeah. it might have just been on my end. Oh my gosh. Okay. Eric, thank you so much for the bits. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Eric, thank, thank you. you so much for the raid oh and for the bits. Gosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it very much. We all appreciate it so much. <laughs> Okay, oh my gosh, we're on a hype train. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's start a game before Lucas loses his mind. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, all right, all well, right. without any further ado, let's get into tonight's episode of Infinite Horizon. I very nearly forgot that we have an intro, so here we go. All right. Play Stupid. intro. Infinite Horizon. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to chat. I love you very much, but you are very distracting, especially today, and I'm going to tab away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, Chad. All right. Um, when last we left off Infinite Horizon, um, <clears throat> the group was caught in the middle of a... Pretty intense situation. Having woken up earlier that earlier that day, is it still the same day? I think it is. Technically, so. it's like it's we're riding the line. Many hours. But yeah. yeah. Having <laughs> awoken earlier today uh, on a doomed vessel, uh, crashing to an unknown planet at the edge of space, uh, at the edge of known space, um, our group slowly starting to discover their. Strange. They've awoken from cryo sleep with strange abilities, um, um, but having had being in an emergency situation, having had no time to really unpack this, uh, found themselves on a deserted colony that turned out not to be so quite so deserted when Peach and Mason discovered a group of survivors who informed them that their troubles had started a few weeks ago, or a week ago, uh, when several of the inhabitants of the colonies started behaving strangely and attacking other colonists, um, suddenly not themselves behaving much more beast-like than, than, uh, than anything. That's probably the best description. Um, a group that has come to be known as the remaining colonists as the Warped, um, just shortly thereafter, uh, Peach and Mason encountered some warped on their way to repair the uh, the long-range communications so that they could actually uh, wrest control of the docking procedures so that they could get off this terrifying planet. 
Um, but just as they were about to do so, as they were about to leave, a ship, a large cruiser from uh, Silverbreak Technologies, the very same company that uh, owned the vessel that they awoke on, um, and that by now everybody's very suspicious of, uh, arrived in the atmosphere and informed them um, by way of the uh, the CEO of Silverbreak Technologies, who had apparently personally come to the edge of known space, um, informed them that they were in a ship that was his property and even went so far as to refer to them as his property um, and told them that they had one chance, which was to give themselves up or be destroyed. And, to which Bina flipped him the bird twice and took took the, the ship to, through some pretty impressive maneuvers um, to escape, at which point... Um, Sustaining only minimal damage, they managed to escape the system along with all the survivors from the colony. Uh, in transit to a, an independent um, system and settlement uh, known as Sulon, an hollowed-out asteroid that was the first settlement of humans upon entering this galaxy some 1,300 years ago. Um, hoping that they could find a place to set down, repair, do some repairs, and disappear. Stay, lay low for a little while. Um, in transit, there were a few intense conversations, uh, some bolstering, morale bolstering from Mason to uh, Jareth Decker, the, the lieutenant who had sort of become the de facto leader of the, of the colonists in the wake of this intense tragedy. Um, as well as a few just sort of uh, minor inquiries from Bina. Um, in the escape, also, uh, Peach had sort of uh, gotten sort of a strange uh, headache and um, <laughs> basically fell unconscious, uh, having succumbed to something that, as of yet, they have no explanation for and is still currently unconscious in the med bay of the ship. Um when all of this ended, after everybody had managed to get a little bit of rest and set course for Sulon, Bina, by herself uh, in the cockpit, noticed some strange, um, uh, how best to put it, like Emotions. emotional, uh, <laughs> be it being an, uh, an empath, noticed some strange uh, emotions that weren't coming from anywhere in particular, but she, that uh, she had recognized earlier. Uh, followed them and found not only a secret compartment on the vessel that they hadn't noticed before, but also came face to face with the figure of a young woman uh, who the most notable feature uh, of whom was that she could partially see through her. And we, she en haunted. <laughs> we ended with where as she turned to Bina and looked directly at you and said, where am I? And that's where we left off before. And, indeed, where we'll be picking up. So, at this moment, um, Bina, you find yourself just sort of face-to-face -face with this young woman, um, maybe about 5'3 or so, light brown skin, dark curly hair that comes down just below her chin, um, as she is sort of looking directly at you. Despite the nature, despite her question... Uh, doesn't seem particularly concerned or panicked in any sense, just confused. Ah, uh, we're in space. 
space? Is that where you think you are? She looks around, says, well, yes, I think. Okay, cool. I'm Bina Oba. Nice to meet you. She frowns for a moment and says, uh, now you can feel that anxiety coming up. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> as you as you ask her that, you can sort of feel that, and it's sort of rising slowly towards panic, as she just sort okay, of okay, okay, it's okay. Um, we don't have to do that one if that's too much of a question. What 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 do you know about your current situation outside of space? I I was asleep. Okay. And then and then I woke up. As you do, yeah. And I was I was confused and I I heard you. I you woke me up. Okay. What did I when when was this? I don't You can you can feel that confusion start brimming up and like overwhelming her, mingling with mingling with panic. Um, okay, 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 okay. And as this can is I... happening, you're actually seeing as she's sort of becoming less and less uh, tangible. Okay. Um. Can my uh? I actually don't even know which. If any of my uh abilities that can help her calm down right now. Can I use maybe I don't know, fast talk can convince one creature who isn't hostile to take one reasonable action. Can I you do the empathic rendition of calm down? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um so you kind of it's still taking a bit of getting used to realizing that you're you're empathy isn't just one way yeah. now that you can sort of you've started to get a sense of being able to push you've done it unintentionally mm -hmm. up until now once yeah. or twice you did it on purpose sort of instinctually but now you're kind of um okay falling back she's take a deep breath no worries she just no worries she starts to calm down and starts to sl like starts kind of com becoming tangible again but not nearly as much as she was when you first saw her as she just stands there for a moment staring at you and she says, you see her shoulders slump and she just says, I'm so tired. Okay, we can find you a spot to lay down, maybe? Not take, take like a like a nap or something? I don't, Whew. sleeping for so long. And then at, okay, with that, she just vanishes. Completely. Oh no! <laughs> the interesting thing is you can still feel her, not like okay. you can still feel the same emotions, not as strong, but yeah. you can still feel them. She's not gone, but she's currently not present. Can I search this room? This room I have never been in before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Go what ahead. Is, and, what is going on here? Um, I'll say just for the sake of this, let's go ahead and have you make an intellect roll with a difficulty okay. of two. Uh, any ciphers in here? Ooh. Oh yeah, I can look for ciphers too. 
Um, is this a visual task? Uh, yes, it is. Perception tasks uh, it involve sight. Um, um, I don't think I have anything else going to help, and I'm ultra for it. Okay. Three or butter. 18. Okay. So, um, you start looking through the room. The things that the things that jump out at you right away is that this room when you wa- when you first stepped in it seemed like it was probably some sort of storage room, but as you've started getting a better look at it, you can see a place where um, there is a like a small bunk set up. Um, not like the ones in the main like corridor quarters that you that you saw. Uh, this one's a lot smaller, a lot more bare bones, and it looks like it probably came in, uh, like was put in after, like it wasn't installed at the same time as the other the other bunks. It doesn't look the same. It looks like a like a rushed or not like a rush, but like sort of a hack job kind of. Um, it definitely doesn't look like a professional installation. Um, and you can see there's a there's a. a one crate in the corner that when you sort of go to it and look through it, there's a moderately small uh, supply of rations that look like they were intended to last for, uh, like they look like they're the type of rations that will last for a long time without, you know, just sort of in storage. Um, It's hard to say how long they've been here, but as far as ciphers go... Ooh, I excellent. failed to open the the chart, so I'm going to go looking for that. Should I roll for it while you do that? Yes, so the first thing that you're going to need to do is roll a d6 for me. d6, let's do it. Four. Okay. Um, oops, passed it. No, I did not. Okay. So, uh, okay, you said four? Yes. Mm-hmm, cool. All right, now go ahead and give me a d100 roll. d100. 78. 78. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if you need to roll again, because... Uh, for Really strong deodorant. <laughs> it's just... We've got a really good mouthwash, now we get fancy deodorant. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's a match man, set. Some... <laughs> a match set. Uh... All I got is this lousy phase disruptor. Hey, I would have traded with you. No self. Too late. It is too late. Hmm. Probably worn off by now. Oh. Okay. Uh, yes. Go ahead and roll one d six and add two. Okay. One d six plus two, three. Okay, so this is a level oh. three cipher. Um. You know what? Just because I love charts, I'm going to have you roll another D100 for me. Ooh, okay. Also because it tells me to in the book. I've rolled so many dice in the game just started. Um, 32. 32. Okay. Okay. So you you find uh, in and amongst, there's there's a belt that has been like left behind like some sort of like utility belt and as you start looking through it it's mostly empty um you can find like a bunch of empty vials and things like that but there's one vial that still has some kind of liquid in it um it felt liquid that's what i'm writing <laughs> it looks like it's 
like the vial that it's in looks like it's uh less of a vial like it's a vial but it's one that looks like it could be loaded into some sort of uh some sort of delivery device um for like fast delivery uh through injection um mm. yeah it's pretty common for certain like for like vaccines and certain uh medicines to be to be in containers like this um as well as certain street drugs so uh, meanwhile, hold on to that and talk to someone cool. smarter than her and try to figure out what it is later, maybe. Okay. Okay. It's, cool. it's just CBD oil. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's for cats. It's okay. It's for... <laughs> um, okay, so tiny haphazard bunk with rations and some crates and storage. Maybe. Yeah, I'll also add this. What you're looking at, this whole room looks like it is it looks different than the rest of the ship that you've seen so far like older it looks older hmm. everything else that you've seen about the ship looks pristine like brand new this this looks older than everything else in the ship that you've seen hmm. yeah, definitely a bit more wear to this room a bit more weathering can I go to where, like, the door is and, like, find out how it's opened? Because I've Yeah, I mean, on the, on the inside, it's very obvious. There's a very obvious control panel. And as you kind of just take a quick look at the mechanisms, you can see that on the outside, um, <laughs> there's actually a, what looks like a biometric scanner that's hidden in, like, as the wall oh. itself. Looks like it's hidden, like, as the... Uh, um, part of the bulkhead, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have even been able to notice it without it being opened. Now that I've noticed it, can I, would I be able to interact with it from the outside? Uh, you can try. Generally, these kinds of things are, are these kinds of scanners are ones that are that are keyed to specific individuals' DNA. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Vina is confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and as you stand there, uh, kind of staring, just sort of nonplussed at this whole, at this bizarre room, uh, we're going to cut away. Um, so, Peach, uh, you're standing in a star field. Um, it goes on infinitely around you. There's no, there's appear to be no, bot, no planetary bodies, no surfaces of any kind. It's just you in space, in uh, vast and empty. You kind of take a quick look around, and distantly you can see what look like twinkling lights not stars there's a certain there's a certain refraction to it that's sending different glimmers of color in uh, sort of scattering through your vision um, one thing is very clear to you you're not sure how you know as you've never known before 
but you know that you're asleep and you know that you're dreaming. Mm. What's more, you know that you're not in your dream. Mm. Um, you hear, as you, the, more, the longer you stand and the longer you become aware of your surroundings, you you start feeling the very gentlest uh, breeze on your face. And with it, you can hear very softly distant voices, almost like they're coming to you from another room, uh, mumbles, muted. You don't recognize them. Can I focus enough to to kind of move my focus to where the voice is and try and almost like kind of transport myself to where the sound is? Yeah. Um, as you kind of focus in on those on those voices, you suddenly find yourself at a door, also just floating empty and uh, floating by itself in space. You can hear the voices a little louder now, coming from the other side of that door. I'm gonna walk up and just turn the doorknob and open it. Yeah. Uh, the door, uh, as you turn the knob, it slides off to the side. Um, and as you step in, you are in what appears to be a well lit study. Um, the walls lined with bookshelves and um, a large desk occupying a, a fair amount of the center of the room. It is a desk that is much richer than the content than the, re the other contents of the room. It looks uh, on it. You can see a holographic display that is that is up, um, displaying some. Um, it looks like literary research. Um, and it looks like the kind of the kind of thing that is out of place in the room, but in the in that way that suggests that it is the pride of whoever's room this is. Um, and immediately, as you look around, you look towards a corner and you see these sort of ghostly figures standing talking to each other. And as you notice them, they materialize and become fully solid. Um, you see a young boy, probably maybe eight a human a human boy at maybe eight or so and uh and an older uh human man probably about maybe 45 46 um with sort of a dark uh dark beard that is starting to go gray around the edges uh and he's looking down and smiling at the at the boy and he and he says no no i um i it it's fine i i can I can step away. I just lost track of time. Come on, let's go. He's, he, the boy looks around and he says, he says, Dad, are, are, are we going to go work on the ship? And he's, the, the man smiles. He says, let's eat first and then we can maybe work on that. And the boy nods and smiles. Uh, and he's, 
his dad says, go get your coat. And the boy runs over to, to one of the chairs at the desk. He grabs the coat, um, but when he turns around, the man isn't there anymore. The door to the study is wide open, just leading out into um, what looks like a dense jungle. You can see the boy's expression as he stares at that doorway and stares outside, and his excitement fades away. You can see loss and fear on his face as he takes his coat and he clutches it to himself, sort of wringing it. Um, you start... You can actually feel his emotions um, in this moment. As you tap into into the dream itself, you can feel his emotion in this moment. He's afraid. He's sad. But more than anything, you can see, you can feel his dread, the anticipation of something terrible, like he knows what's coming next. As he takes a few steps towards the open door, you can hear him say, D- "Dad." He looks outside into the jungle, and as he does, you you and he both find yourselves standing in the jungle, no study around you. As he looks, and in every direction, it's just dense jungle, as far as you can see. Um, and he starts turning and panicking, going, Dad, Dad. He suddenly realizes that he is standing in uh, knee-deep in mud and is sinking, and as he keeps going... Uh, keeps sinking and sinking you're watching it and it looks to you like he is just it you're not seeing him sink gradually you're seeing he's up to his knees then suddenly his waist suddenly he's up to his neck um as he slowly goes under you find yourself once again just standing in, in starfield he just kind of reflexively like reaches out her arms like as if to grab him but he's suddenly he's suddenly gone um you hear more voices um and as you turn to look kind of instinctively turning to look once again there's another door this one already open um it opens into an apartment um it's not a it's not a nice apartment but it's not shabby or anything like that uh you step inside and you can see a very bulky um, Keldro man as he, um, with his sort of dark reddish purple skin, uh, leaning back into a couch, um, and a human woman with dark curly hair, uh, who's just sort of just finished swatting him on the shoulder, and he says, "Ah, what was that for?" And she says, "I'm telling you, you need to stop." betting on those races you're gonna lose everything he says hey look i'm bound to win someday right he says i've won before and she just shakes her head and looks over and sort of smiling and shaking her head in an expression that very clearly says can you believe this and following her gaze you're surprised to see olim just sort of sitting on uh on an arm in an armchair not too far away with a book in his lap looking glancing up between the two of them smiling going back to his book and just sort of flipping through it um yeah he should he should really listen to her <laughs> you hmm? Am I, is that me, Olam, and do I hear Peach's voice? You do. Because I, I, I'm saying that to Olam, like, in the dream. You suddenly, Olam, you suddenly become aware that Peach is here. And you, at your, immediate, your immediate thought is, how does 
Peach know my aunt? Yeah. Um, things are starting to feel off. Like everything I, around you starts to feel not very real. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt your reading. I'm just going to go back to eavesdropping on the conversation. <laughs> uh, but do you, are you still there? I'm still there, but I'm just like turning my focus back to the two of them. I don't know if like, if Olam then suddenly kind of doesn't like really sense my presence anymore, but. Oh, um, no, you, you absolutely do. In fact, as, okay. as Peach turns back to the room, you're still watching her, looking at her, still trying to make sense of all of this. And the more you do, the less real everything other than Peach starts to feel. Uh, I look at the words in my book. What do they look like? It's nonsense. Like the more, as you look at it, it's like the words are like changing as you're reading them. I throw it with my left hand. Does it fly at a normal speed in a normal direction? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It just sort of drifts uh, <laughs> through the air and then just disappears. Um, your aunt looks and looks back at you and she says, are you done studying then? Uh, um, yes, for now. I, is her face? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, and I point, no, I point to Peach and I say, when did she get here? Uh, she looks at Peach, but through Peach. She looks at her and looks at you. She says, Olam, are you feeling okay? She reaches, she comes over to like reaching a hand, uh, for your forehead. I say, no, I'm 30, stop. Uh, I, and I, I, but I put my hand on her wrist and not like bodily, but like kind of gently push her. Right. As you do like, that, say, you suddenly realize that she's not there anymore. Uh-oh. It's just, it's just you and Peach now in this apartment. I, I didn't, I didn't mean to make him go away. I'm I'm like trying to put together. Do I uh, do I have memories in this point of waking up in the Silver Break capital ship and and everything that happened since then? It's starting to come back to you. Like now that now that you're not distracted by anything, and it's like it's like Petra's presence is almost like grounding you in this moment, pulling you out of your dream, but while you're still in it. Do I know I'm in a dream? You do now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't mean to, to interrupt a private moment. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. That's a, that's a procedural dream. I have that a couple times a week. It's a, it's comforting. It's, there's nothing new to be. You're still, you're still asleep. But. It appears so. But you're here. It appears so. Well, okay. Um, all right. If I wake up now and I go and I try to wake you up, do you think your you could your your body on the ship? Do you think you could wake up? I I don't I I feel like I'm I might be I might be caught here for a while. Oh. Okay. I feel like my my mind is being pulled in in all these directions, and I. At this point, there's a pounding on the door to the apartment. Uh, I'll get it. <laughs> uh, did, you deliver, did you get some pizza delivered to him? I really don't know. I, I, I go and... You think we could eat pizza here? Um, 
check the fridge. There might be some left over. I, I, let me s stay there because I want to see if I can tell you things. Uh, just a sec. Is there is there like a, a peephole on the door? Um, yeah. There's. I mean, there's 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 like a very very fifth element. Like there's a little panel that like, oh, displays yeah. outside. Yes. Nice. Uh, I activated to see who's out there. And, and Lucas, while this is happening, mm -hmm. I want to see if I can conjure like in the dream like a slice of pizza. Oh like, yeah, you're immediately I... holding it. Like it's not doesn't even <laughs> no effort whatsoever. You just like you think okay. about it, and there it is. Okay, I take a really big bite. Also. Yeah, it's delicious. Um. <laughs> Olam, uh, looking in, looking at the uh, at the display. There's nobody outside. Huh. Okay, listen. Actually, as you look a little bit closely, you, you you're turning away. You look back. You realize that there is somebody there, but they're standing a little too close to the door, like just too close to like be able to make out any facial features. But you can see a person standing outside. Huh. I I I turn to Peach and I say, okay, listen. Uh, real quick, our, the ship took some damage, but we got past the uh, the, uh, the, sil the CEO and his and his ship. We went through a conduit, and we're going to Sulon. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a it's an old it's an old human settlement. It's a carved out asteroid. Okay, asteroid. Stand back, if you like. I don't know how this works. And I press the door, <laughs> the, the button to open the yep. door. The door opens. Um... And there's nobody there. I close it again. Yeah. As you turn back to the room to say something to Peach, uh, you see that you're no longer alone with her in the room. There is a man that you don't recognize standing, uh, facing away from you, facing one of the corners of the room. Stop it! That's... <laughs> I got the sh I got the chills. All right, I. I, I instinctively take, like, get close to Peach, a little bit, who is yeah, several I, taller than me, I think. In, yeah, like, probably, like, almost By a foot bit. taller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, and at this point, I definitely, in my hand, in one hand is the slice of pizza, and the other hand is definitely, like, my full rape, like, ceremonial rapier that I have normally oh. that is just yep. fully in my hand now. Yeah. Um, Peach... Uh, as you're as you're kind of standing in front of Olam, watching this individual, you see as he slowly turns around. Um, as he does, you just, and you catch a glimmer of green glow of the eyes. Um, one of the warped I is standing in the room. like swing and slice like with the sword, just instinctually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you do so, and it just sort of goes right through as he suddenly just. Uh, you, you, yours goes right through, and as it, he moves forward, like that kind of jerking, like uh, towards you, uh, it moves through you and is suddenly holding onto Olam's shoulders, just grabbing onto his shoulders. Uh, you I, are you are not welcome here. I just am trying to physically push it off of me, and I'm uh, screaming very loudly. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it in real life. I'm shrieking like a sh very high pitched shriek. Yeah. I, I am trying at this point to basically, like, banish him from the dream, but yeah. I don't really know how to do it, so I'm just, like, probably pushing. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you, this is going to make be a, an intellect roll. Okay. Uh, the difficulty on this is going to be four. Four. Okay, so, um... Dream combat. <laughs> so I think, so, I have a power shift. 
gift in intellect, so it's down a difficulty in intelligence. Right? Does that work? I feel like I have some Sorry, stuff that... Sorry, say that again. Yeah. I'm, I was focused on... Oh, stuff. I was going to say, I have a power shift in... Um, um, in like intelligence and that usually has been lowering difficulties of intellect rolls. Does that count for this? Um If not, I know I have a power shift in like I um, think you're in specifically like awakens dreams, so I feel like I would have a lower difficulty from that, right? Yeah, I think you have power. a your power shift I think is specifically in intellect defense rolls. No, it's not. It's in I don't remember, actually. We had the two. We decided it was either defense or just, like, intellect tasks. Right. Yeah. Okay. But uh, if her power shift is in the I don't think I don't think so, because I think the intellect, the not intellect defense role one, the other one, is for knowledge skills? I don't know. I don't remember how. We'll have to look at it and figure it out. But I'm going to say no for the sake of this, that it doesn't. Okay. I think it... Well, I'm gonna spend some effort okay. for that. <laughs> okay. All right. And you have your edge. I have an edge, so it. Yeah, so that means I can just reduce it down. Mm -hmm. You can. Uh, we're tier one, unless you've upped it. You can only expend one level of effort. Yeah, one level right? of effort. I can reduce it down, and that's like a less spend, right? Of yeah, so yeah. instead of three points, it's two points, because you're speaker and you have an edge in intellect. Um, so that reduces it to three. Yes. And then, aren't you, from your um, Awakens Dreams thing, don't, aren't you also trained in dream-related skills? I feel like there's um, something... I, I'm trained in um, resistance to charms and and um, pleasant social interactions. I don't, I don't think either of those count in this moment. No, I mean, I would say if this is but... if this is about her power, if this is her using her power, then that's up to the GM's discretion as to whether or not that reduces yeah. the difficulty. I mean I, I mean, I do have like specifically a power shift in awakened streams. Um, okay, let me look real quick because I I, I want to know this because okay. this is going to be important. Um, Oh wow! Um, I turned I, right to it. I, um, if I do have a power shift in Awakened Streams, I feel like it should reduce it a difficulty. But if not, it's totally okay. Yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, at tier one with Awakened Streams, you're uh, Onero man, uh, Onero Kemi. You are trained in tasks related to sleep and mixing natural elixirs to help creatures fall asleep. I'm gonna let that count because it's related to sleep and yeah. So that'll re reduce the difficulty once again down to two. Okay. That's, I like those odds. I like those yep. odds. Six or better. Six or better. Six or better. Okay. 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 Red dice or black die? Red. Okay. Who, who said that? It's a four. There was Freeman. Freeman said it. It's you can expend an XP to do it again if you would like. Otherwise, you can take the roll. I mean, I do have... I, I actually think I am going to use an XP because I think I have like three XP right now and it's like I don't need all of those. <laughs> Fair. So I'm gonna spend one to sure. roll that, um, because I'm I'm scared. I'm scared for Olam. Hey, you gotta save me. Sorry, my camera's. I don't want Olam to be a vegetable in this dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seventeen. Okay. So, um, as you reach to shove the creature away from Olam, uh, you watch as 
you you do so. You shove it away from him, but instead of stumbling like you would have expected, it is shut, blasted completely out of the apartment door and out into just darkness beyond, and then just disappears. I stop shrieking and put my arms down as I watch it go out into the void, and I say, "Thanks." Yeah. Um, I think it might be best if you wake up now. I've been trying. Um, <laughs> can I snap my fingers and make him wake up? <laughs> yes, but I am going to uh, offer you a GM intrusion. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, cool. So go ahead and uh, take... In my dream! <laughs> you take one XP, and then you can give the other probably to Olam, because he's the only other person involved in this scene, so... I will yeah. say for chat's sake, um, we did allocate all of my XP that I gained from the last session. After the session, we forgot to do it in the game, but don't worry, those were yes. eventually distributed. They were. <laughs> <Don't worry about> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's what happens. You um, you kind of snap your fingers, um, and at first, nothing happens. Um, Ugh, disappointing. But... Um, as you are standing there, both you and Olam sort of looking around, trying to see if anything has changed, both of you feel this oppressive presence that's just there. It's like, it feels like, ah, uh, gosh, it feels like when you're, when you're on stage and you see just, and you just feel that the weight of the attention on you, but infinitely more intense. You can feel it as it's just pressing down on both of you, almost physical. Um, your breath catches in your in your lungs, and in that moment, just uh, you both feel like like insects caught in amber, as you're just there, suspended in whatever attention is being paid to you. And Olam is gone. You wake up in your bunk, um, breathing heavily and drenched in sweat. Peach, at this moment, you can feel that attention just bearing down on you, pushing and pushing. Um, you take uh, four points of intellect damage. Um, and just as that is happening, as you feel this presence pushing, you gain just a, the barest moment of con, of control, and you're just out of the, of the apartment, no longer in the dream. At first, you find yourself standing once again in the star field, but you hear a voice saying nothing distinctly, not a voice you recognize. But once again, as you turn to face the direction, you see a door. Uh, this one is very recognizable as a, as there are many doors like it on the ship. Um, as you reach towards it, you just touch the door and suddenly your eyes flutter open as you look up at the ceiling of an unfamiliar room, but very clearly on the ship. You know now that you are awake.
I'm going to look to, am I alone in the room? Um, as you kind of look around, you at first think you are, but then you notice that there is somebody sort of uh, sitting in a, in a chair on the other side of the room, just uh, head down, clearly asleep. Um, by the looks of, of her, another Anzalonian woman, her hair sort of uh, over her face with her head as her head is down on her chest. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just grab, basically just um, feel like the ceiling, the wall, like physical objects that are around me just to kind of physically ground myself back in kind of the the real world um, um, before I get up and, and go find everybody. Yeah. Um, you take a moment to sort of feel your surroundings and sort of readjust yourself to the tangible world as you swing your legs over the edge of the bed and uh, sit just kind of on the edge of the on the edge of the medical bed looking around the room you you slowly stand up um, you get lightheaded for just a second uh, and catch yourself um, but having steadied yourself you take a step out of the room glancing over the the Anzalonian woman's head still down on her her chin to her chest just sort of just softly uh breathing the deep uh the 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 even breaths of one deep in sleep can i tell what i don't want to like go into her dream but can i tell what kind of dream it is just like skimming the surface a little bit like is it like a nightmare is it a happy dream is it a uh there is a moment of curiosity that catches you as you're on your way out the door and you sort of briefly as you consider it, you can feel almost like echoes of the of the dream coming from her. At the moment, it's nothing particularly tangible. It's like currently, it's it's dream fragments. It's nothing. Yeah, like she, clear. maybe she's just falling asleep or something. Possibly, yeah, um, yeah. It's just snippets of uh, the nonsense of dreams. Um, um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wake her up. I'm just gonna go try and find someone that I recognize. Okay, sounds good. Um, you step out um, of the med bay, and the the nearest opening to you right now is the corridor that leads directly to the uh, that leads to the cockpit. And as you glance down it, you can actually see Bina just sort of standing in the middle of the corridor, just looking at from what your perspective looks like wall, just sort of staring at it like looking confused uh sorry really briefly i think that as soon as i woke up i would like struggle my clothes on and go look for peach to make sure she, whatever that force was is not killing her yeah so at, yeah, fair. <laughs> at this point as you as you stand up and you rush out into the into the into the hallway bina you're just fascinated by this bizarre room as and to the point where you don't even hear olim coming out of the out of the out of the corridor opposite as he basically just bumps right into you from behind uh in his rush out of she's so small she hits the floor <laughs> yeah Bina just goes sprawling to the deck plates he's not paying attention and you're barreling down the hallway she's on the floor <laughs> she's up very quickly but she's like oh, 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 I'm sorry hi hey hi what are Couple you of do we look down the hallway and see Peach? Yeah, Peach is just standing in the corridor watching this whole thing just happen. 
I like I do the like little dust off the shoulders thing. I'm like, I sorry, I got it. And I like turn and see Peach. I'm like, oh, thank the stars, you're you're awake. Hi. I I think so. Good morning. Good morning. Something like that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't actually know what, what time it is. I, I haven't checked. It could, it could be the middle of the night. I pulled my terminal. What around? I mean, we're in the middle of space. There is no yeah. daytime I mean, cycle. <laughs> basically, everybody on the ship is asleep right now. Like, uh, Bina was one of the only people who was awake and moving about. <laughs> Why is she like this? <laughs> you were sleeping, but you woke up. I, kind of. I did go. I did go now. Okay, wait. Clarification. Did I just go from being in a weird room to now I'm in the hallway, like in, in from my perspective. Oh, I assumed that you were in the hallway looking at the sensor at the scanner. Oh yeah, okay, okay, cool. That's where fine. that's where I thought that's you. Good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. That's fine. That's perfect. I was just like I didn't clear about. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> fun jarring experience for everyone. Yeah, which Do as, I still see the room when they got my attention. Yeah, as as you're, which actually now the two of you are now noticing a room that you're not entirely sure was there before, but it like the whole day was kind of a blur, so. You're like, it could have been there. We didn't do a whole survey of the ship. What am I doing? Counting rooms? Come on. (laughs) I had more important issues. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like, like, and I glance between them and I look at Peach. I'm like, you, that just, this just happened, right? You, are you, are you, are you, are you okay? I'm going to kind of just like quickly look into your eyes and like see if your pupils are dilated. Like if you look like hurt in any way. So yeah, yeah. so that was Say, really um, there. Uh, they were really there in my, it was my aunt's apartment, right? You were, you saw that? You saw a uh, Vayek, you saw the, the warp, you saw the warped. That was you, right? Yeah, it, it, it grabbed you. Yes. Are warped on this ship? Are there warped on this ship? No, 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 no. No. I, I don't think so. It, it was a dream. Uh, just a dream. Why is every conversation the two of you have absolutely ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at this point that both... <laughs> Olam would notice first because you're closest to her, um, but you would both notice that there is a just a, the slightest amount of blood trickling from Peach's ear. <gasps> oh. Uh-oh. Do I notice it? Uh, you you would at this point as as you kind of notice that he's looking at something. You you do now notice the kind of the tickling sensation. Uh, hey, wait, did you did you talk to the doctor before you we came out here? I did, I she was asleep and I I felt okay. Oh, I, hey, I'm I'm gonna go get her. I, I I think. If you're already gone, I'll say this to Bina. Whoever's still here, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to. Yeah, <laughs> walking backwards away. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think this means that I can get hurt in people's dreams. That sentence is so weird. I hope you're not. I don't think Vita has any con- concept of that of that Peach can do things with dreams. No, you're still any, you're, you're still just catching up right now. Like, yeah. Do you need to lay yeah. down again? I think I should stay awake for a while. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I don't think. To be fair, though, I don't think it's any any crazier than than you piloting us out of 
silver break territory so i think i think it's it's both are, both both are both are equally crazy right like this isn't this isn't that much that much crazier right okay, like but like i could do that on like a normal day okay okay that's not a new um, thing for me take a seat like yeah. down yeah there's um, there's not really anywhere to sit in the hallway so you just sort of sink to the floor with your back against on the floor yeah that's what i imagine <laughs> um uh, at this point you hear a clattering from down the hall and you see very uh distressed the uh the doctor abriel as she as she just like bursts around the corner she says she's go- she's right there got it okay you're awake says, I, I think so good to know that my patients like to just sort of get up around and walk walk around without uh without consulting me that's great that's really good um she Seems walks like over you were about to fall into a deep dream i didn't want to wake you up Right. Yes. Dreaming far more important than medical emergencies. So she like takes a knee next to you and just starts uh, taking your vitals immediately. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peach is kind of like I don't know. Like after you've done something really exhausting, like a really strenuous workout or like something just just very like just strenuous. She's kind of there, but very like very spacey. Yeah. Cool. I was just gonna ask for a read on Peach, so excellent. You got it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it is it fair to say that Peach right now, Peach's emotional state is sort of more just sort of confused and preoccupied. Yeah, I think she's very caught up in like the fact that she feels hurt, like the fact that she physically, her body feels injured from being in like a mental space, like that's yeah. very unsettling to her. Um, and I also think that she feels very like, um, like she maybe invaded Olam's privacy a little bit. And so it's a little bit embarrassing too. Like she's like, oh, like I walked into your bedroom un- unannounced, like <laughs> that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, there's a few moments of uh, of the doctor just sort of fussing over you, um, making I'm, biting sarcastic I'm commentary fine. from time to time. Um, be- before she finally steps away, she says, well, your vitals are fine. Blood pressure's a little high, but... Uh, it usually is. She says, great. So, uh, if she says, I wish all my medical emergencies were like this, with literally nothing wrong. It would make my job a whole lot easier. She stands she stands up, she says, I'm gonna she says, You don't have to go back you don't have to go back to sleep, but you do have to take it easy. Um because if you don't, then there will be a medical emergency that I caused. And she just walks back down the hallway. <laughs> she just threatened you with Medical. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to you guys at this point and just turn it. Who, who is that? I, I don't think I've met her. That's Abriel, um, yeah. medic. Great bedside manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she definitely made me feel more reassured. I think she has that effect on people. <laughs> Do the, there's like some sitting areas. You could hang out on the bridge. Are you good? Are you okay? I I think I'm as okay as any of us are. Okay, that's great. Cause I think I saw a ghost. <laughs> a, a, 
What? A ghost. You explain a semi-transparent person in the secret room of my ship. I don't know. At this point, can, can we go into the secret room? Yeah. Can we just walk in? Can we just go into it? I do not walk in. I stand outside and look in. Fina's already been in there. She'll walk in and be like, yeah. she was right here. I don't know. She couldn't think of her name. She seemed really scared. She said I woke her up. Um... Anyways, this ship, uh, this room doesn't match the design of the rest of the ship. It looks like it might have been older, but somehow in this new ship. I don't know. I saw her. She was right what? there. And then she got scared and disappeared, and I don't really know what to make of that. So I've had a really weird day, and I've only had a few hours of sleep. So. <laughs> Why? What was the purpose of this ship? Why is there a secret room? I feel like everything we learn just reveals six other things that make no sense. Yes, that is an app description for the past 24 hours. Did I find anything in this room? Any sort of like write up, like a plaque, a personal effects, anything? Um, the closest thing to personal effects that you found was that utility belt, and it was mostly mm -hmm. empty. Hmm. Do, is there, so at this point, like, do I see anything in the room, Lucas? Like, um, any nothing other than ghostly what, presence. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing other than what I what I described to uh, to Caitlin. Um, it's you can see the bunk that looks like it was pretty, pretty even to your uh, to your unpracticed eye. You can see that it was pr a pretty bad weld job that that has that bunk in here. Um, you can see the crate of supplies that's there. It looks pretty old, but it's hard to say how how long it's been there. Um, Got more rations from the secret room. I step in and go and sniff the rations. Yeah, they're like packaged and like oh. yeah. So they smell like nothing the... other than packaging. Does the package have a date on it? No. Dang. Does anyone know what this know. is? And I pull out the vial. <laughs> Can I study it? Like, would I, I? I have a little bit of training in medicine. Would I be able to tell if it was like, yeah, some kind? Of Given effects? some time, you can you can absolutely sort of uh, okay. give it a quick test. But yeah, plus I think you'd probably have some minimal equipment on the ship that you could analyze with stuff with. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll say that you can, uh, okay. but this not at this exact later. moment. But you can do it. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um. Okay. Pocket. <laughs> Bina, why do you think that it's a ghost? Um, that was a serious. If that was a serious. Um, oh, I don't know. She was just semi-translucent and like standing there, and she seemed really scared. She didn't know who she was. She didn't really know where she was. She was aware that we were in space, but after I said it, and then she disappeared, fully, completely. Do I still feel her? Um, trace amounts of sort of. That same confusion is still there. It's slowly fading. Um, so there's like an ambience. I think I felt her earlier in the engine room. Um, uh, and then I felt of, her here. Uh, sorry, out of character. Do, do like three-dimensional holograms exist as technology that we'd be famil yeah. familiar with in this Yeah, world? definitely. Most, uh, most displays are based on it. Okay. I say, could she just have been a hologram? Did she... Is there any sort of discerning... <sighs> like characteristics of holograms coming in and out like do they have like like scan lines on them anything um, that i would be able to differentiate this from was this a hologram you know what it's i'm not even gonna make you roll for this uh 
it almost the, the now having Olam, Olam say it it's pretty thinking back on it you are thinking about it and it almost seems like yeah it absolutely could have been a hologram um could have been or i know it was a hologram it's hard to say yeah. and here's what here's the reason here's the reason why what was throwing you her. off is that you generally can't sense emotions from a hologram um you you can try to read people's uh, body language, their facial expressions, that kind of thing. But emotions for you don't tend to translate through hologram. This one, you felt it as if there was a person standing in the room. Do I, like, I know Anselinians can, like, kind of see more colors and more, like, visual things. Can I, do I see anything out of the ordinary in here? Like, with, like, heat signatures or, like, body heat or anything? No. No. You're not okay. seeing anything out of the ordinary. Okay. Or at the very least, if you are, it's kind of being masked by the fact that there's now three warm <laughs> beings in this room and have been for a little bit. Yeah, so. okay, fair. <laughs> I'm in his lower temperature, but she's still yeah. Messing up. <laughs> <laughs> but I could I could feel her, and I felt her another time. Uh, have I felt her three times now or twice? Two or three. Mm -hmm. I don't I remember exactly, but yeah. Yeah, a couple of times. Um. I mean, we've witnessed Olam bend objects with his will, so I think there's lots that could be unexplained still here on the ship. So you're getting hurt in dreams. Olam has a magnet in his brain. And I feel holograms. Excellent. Great. Cool. I'm gonna go hang out in the bridge. Good, good party tricks. Great party tricks. Great party tricks. I need to finish sleeping. I need to sleep some more. I'm, I, I'm going. And she's gonna take rest. You know, I, yeah, I can take over. As you're walking away, Peach is just like, I can, I can take over. I can, I can man the autopilot. Bina's been asleep in the pilot's chair for the past. What did you, would you say she was like, maybe five hours into her time yeah, or something? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just turns on you and just like <laughs> goes back to her spot because there. I'm. I guarantee there aren't any free beds right now. There are people who need them more than her, so she's just gonna kind of knock the seat back, back again, and then yeah, curl up. <laughs> For all she knows, this is a sleep and trauma-induced hallucination. She's <laughs> feeling things that aren't there. Maybe there's just a lot of people on the ship. She's been having a lot of like. My emotions have been overpowering and she's been having some weird reactions to things maybe there's just like an ambient fear and confusion on the ship and now she's seeing things so she just wants a nap <laughs> it, it was just swamp gas reflected from a weather balloon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was a hoax yeah, yeah it was a hoax it was a brain hoax that she's playing on herself <laughs> um yeah so oh go ahead Oh, sorry. Just so, Peach, are you going to the like to the cockpit, the bridge, or whatever? To yeah, I mean, at that point, like if if um, Bina's like heading to sleep, I yeah, I would head over to the cockpit just to kind of keep an eye on stuff. That is um, where Bina is sleeping. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you can yeah, you're welcome to join. She won't stop you if you'd like to be up there too. There's lots of seats and stations that you can hang out in. Yeah. Um, I think I'm in the. Gunners. I think if 
chair. But, 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 yeah, I don't know. Where is Mason at this Wait, point? Wasn't Mason sleeping in the tactical? In the tactical yeah. station. Yeah. 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 Oh, Mason's right there. He's like two rooms oh, okay. away from us. <laughs> He's just going to sleep this whole time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Hat down, <laughs> head down. It's like an empty flask just kind of like laying on his okay. chest and also the his like investigator's yep. notepad kind of just... <laughs> yes. Um... Before I would go, I would definitely, like, turn to Olam and just, like, kind of just, yeah, just turn over to you and just say, are, are you, are you okay? Did you get hurt in there at all? No, I, uh, except for you being there and, and, and now being able to talk about what you saw there with you, it, for me, it was just a dream. I'm fine. Okay. I'll I'll try not to to go into your dreams without permission. I I'm sorry. That's okay. You know what? Maybe it wasn't just a dream. That's it, that thing at the end. That uh I don't know, the, the feeling. Just the feeling, you know? No, that was real. That was that was really real. It it felt real. It woke me up. Uh it, that's it is that's what did that to you oh, yeah. was it did you see anything was it something I, I i didn't see it but i just i i felt like physical pressure like i i couldn't breathe and it was just it was it was suffocating me that's how i felt too and i i woke up for it before anything happened I'm glad. So it's it's something that hopefully I can. Maybe with practice I can. Just snap my fingers and make make the bad things go away. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Uh. Maybe we can do it here too. Trying to figure out. Something like that. That's why we're going to Sulon. Um, so listen, this is, I'm, I intend this suggestion to sound a lot less creepy than it will, but maybe you should have somebody watching you sleep. Yeah, I, I, In case that something like that happens again and, and you can't find your way out. Yeah, that did sound pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not electing myself, in fact. It's 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 okay. I, I I don't know if they'd be able to do anything, but I think we could try. Maybe maybe the doctor. She seemed like she needed something to do. For now, yeah. Well, yeah. Can't have a bedside manner if you're not at the bedside. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna see if I can um wake up Mason and show him this room because he seems like the kind of person that can figure out uh, weird shit like that. Yeah. You might be able to figure out something about that hologram. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll keep an eye out here. Just... I know we met these colonists, but I just... I think that someone should be here just, just in case something happens. Okay, yeah. Or... or... Yeah, we don't know. There could be something in that room still that's not safe. Either, either way, I'll get Mason. 
Yeah. And I'm just gonna go ahead and like collapse into one of the seats. Like it's 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 just I feel like that dream that sleep was not restful at all. No, so. not oh, at man. all. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, in fact, as you settle in, you're starting to realize that you're you have over the past few minutes started to develop a bit of a headache. Um, as you're just sort of sitting, lowering yourself into, uh, are you on the bridge as well? Is that where you went? Yeah. Okay. So then you, you kind of lower yourself down into like the co-pilot's chair, just sort of look over at Bina who is already asleep, um, (laughs) and just sort of settle in. Um, before, um, Bina went to sleep, could I have done a quick, we haven't had a breath to do literally anything yet. I would like to like get into the ship systems is there like a registry a roster is there a name of the ship is it like is there any info about the ship in the ship database that would just be like available in like a folder or whatever yeah absolutely um pulling that up it doesn't appear that this ship has been named okay uh there there is a very there is (laughs) there is a like a, a registration uh number okay but the ship itself has not been named. Um, is there like an owner registry? Huh? Is there like an owner registry or like someone who, is there any like name attached to someone who made it, designed it, a company who, like anything? Um, it does. Carfax? <laughs> Show me the Carfax. <laughs> yeah, it, it does appear to be registered to Silverbreak Technologies. Um, did, did they make it? Maybe, um, it okay. seems like it does. I'll I'll give you this pretty. It does pretty much seem like one the kind of, the, the kind of registration that a ship gets as soon as it goes off the line, right? As soon as it comes off okay. the line, um. So it's not registered to an owner right now. Okay. It's still under the, uh. Like it's still in the lot. Like it's yep, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Basically. Um, but basically, it's just it's it's the registration so as so that the ship can be um, identified and yeah, and this is a thing that would occur to Bina pretty quickly, also tracked. Yes. Okay. This is okay. Before it's the, it's she... essentially the same. Like the registrations are, are, are for ships are used at spaceports and things like that, so that when you when you check when you check in and you do that they have like a log of what ships have come in and yeah okay okay how long do we have until we reach suit on space at this point um probably another i'd say probably about another like 13 or 12 or 13 hours okay it's okay she feels comfortable conking out and that she has some troubleshooting she wants to do when she has had her full rest (laughs) okay uh at this point mason uh you wake up to olam sort of gently sort of (laughs) mason whoa hello uh hey hey sorry to uh to wake you but we found uh bina found a, a, a secret old room that looks old uh, you want to look at it? <laughs> want to rub your d- little detective hands all over it? Uh, okay, show me the room. But Bring me a magnifying need... glass. Yeah. My flask is empty, and that's 
a problem. Uh, Let's look at this room. I can't help you. Yeah, I can I can help you with the room. I, I'm sorry, I should have let you sleep more. It seemed like a better idea before I actually woke you up. No, it's okay. It's this way. All right. <laughs> All right. So as, uh, as Olam and Mason make their way towards the towards the room to go examine it peach you sort of find yourself alone in the in the in the cockpit with a sleeping bina uh in kind of curled up in the pilot's chair <laughs> um her, her antennas like pulled back when she's yep. like, curled up. <laughs> that's, so, that's so cute <laughs> definitely like oh like smiling <laughs> her little grabby hands wrapped around her. yeah gra- gra- wait hold on as oh, you're Bina's su- actually wearing that shirt in character. Yeah, she's wearing that shirt in real life. Right, yeah, obviously. She sleeps, she sleeps in her in, in her antennas kind of like twitch a little bit as she goes into like REM or whatever. Yeah. Um, Peach, as you sort of settle in um, into the cockpit, sort of pulling up the displays of the ship so you can kind of keep an eye on, on things, um, you're watching the... Currently, as you're sitting there in the in the chair, you're watching the, uh, the trajectory tracking for the vessel. Um... Scene. It's like how they have on on, on some airplanes where they sh- they like show where the airplane is yeah. and like, and the flight. <laughs> like uh, over the ocean. Yeah, those, are, yeah. those are so fun. Yeah, I love it. They, <laughs> um, you you're just sort of staring at it, kind of mindlessly watching it, and a memory drifts back to you from the previous day. Um, as you're sitting there, you kind of following something that's sort of been nagging at the back of your mind ever since you woke up and only now that you have taken a moment calmed down from sort of the the adrenaline of the uh, of waking from the dream it's starting to you're sort of able to more clearly follow that thread and as you do you finally touch on what it is that has been bothering you what what the, the striking realization that Peach has sitting there watching the trajectory of the vessel as it is making its way slowly but surely towards Sulan is that the sensation that you felt in the dream, that crushing attention being, being uh, placed on you, is very reminiscent of the same sensation that you had standing outside that research chamber on, on the colony much more intense, but it felt the same. Whatever was in that test chamber now destroyed under the uh, the pulsing blazing laser cannons of that vessel. Whatever that was, you felt something very similar in your dream. And that's where we're going to take our break. <laughs> So, Ooh, I forgot about the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to take our, uh, our break. We'll be back in about 10 minutes or so, give or take. Um, so get up, move around, hydrate, take deep breaths. We will be. <laughs> I will be taking <laughs> yes. breath. All right. So we'll see you back here in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. See you soon. Bye. And we're back. Uh, welcome back from break. I hope everybody got a chance to sort of walk around, move, drink some water or other liquids. I don't know. 
all those things like that. Listen, I like last last week after Infinite Horizon, I I tweeted about how like I should never be allowed to talk, uh, and um, <laughs> just ever, just ever. Well, like the it's specifically the moments at the beginning of stream, and like when I'm trying to figure out how to like segue naturally into announcements, and right when we come back from break, that I have. Like those moments just Head empty, no thoughts. Yeah, those those moments just convince me that I should never be allowed to talk to anybody it's, ever. You have such cute hair right now. Like you're, <laughs> you can just look nice. And yeah, there are people in chat talking about your hair. Really? Well, yeah. There it is. Just sit there and look pretty. So that's how does the rest that help? That's, <laughs> that's all I ever wanted and aspired to. So, anyway, so no pressure. You know, Bob, it's fine. I, c- come on, you think there's brains in here? You, get, you don't get the you don't get everything. Just sit there and look pretty. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you, Geek Outs. I appreciate that. I it I, I like it very much. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to play a cypher game. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Um, okay. So when we left for break, um, the group was in transit to a hopefully off-the-grid location where they can sort of repair. Um, So we're actually going to go ahead and pass through the remaining travel time uh, unless there are specific things that you all want to accomplish, and we can kind of run through those pretty quick. Yes, Yes. Caitlin. Okay, so Bean has a to-do list (laughs) before we get to Sulan. Um, First, she wants to... So she's been to Sulan before. Mm -hmm. I would like to either pull up in a database or whatever and find what I think the best place for us to stop down if there's like a public garage or if there's a place we're going to have to go where you have to pay to use a space. I don't know how we're going to do that yet, but she's just going to try to figure out the best place to touch down to yeah. get what we need to repair the ship. I am going to let you ride your nat 20 from last session on this one for knowledge because okay. and because I think it's perfectly reasonable that Bina, for the, the reasons that she was at Sulan before, would know this information. That okay. generally speaking, whenever you arrive at a new port, you have to register, and you have to pay whatever docking fee is uh, dictated by wherever you are. Um, okay. However, if you know where to look, and you know who to talk to, there are always people who are willing to let some of the bureaucracy slide. And would I know yeah. that fancy piece of information? Yes. You, <laughs> Excellent. You absolutely know. There, there is a spaceport um, uh, that is <clears throat> kind of on um, the opposite end of the, of the city from the one where most people tend to land. It's okay. one that's primarily used for, not for passengers, but generally for... Um, for uh, shipping of supplies, and so, yeah. so some of those those platforms are generally designated specifically for bringing supplies into businesses there. Um, but if you know who to talk to, and you know how to speak their language, uh, they'll be willing to let other non-cargo transports dock without questions. Okay. Any chance? I have any, not like a contact, but anyone I would have met before in these locations you know what? that I could be like, this hey. is This is actually a really good, uh, a really good use for XP. Yes. Is that two XP? Um, to make something true or one XP? I, 
honestly don't I only remember. have two, I think. Or I, three. I, I don't think know. It, mm, I wouldn't even know where to look for that, to be completely honest. Um, I, player intrusion, I don't recall. Player intrusions, I think, are just one, but you can ramp it up based on what it is. But I think, I think okay. you know what? I'm just going to make the call. I'm just going to have you just do one. Okay, cool. It's minor enough Dana, and believable enough that, like, I think it would, yeah. Dana has a contact, someone who, I would like to make sure she has a contact that someone at least knows of her. Maybe someone from another, she knows from somewhere else who she knows works here now. I don't know, but yeah. would know her well enough that she maybe she could I mean, chat with them and they'd be cool with her. Definitely, definitely there would be plenty of people, because when, the reasons that, that Bina was there before was essentially like space trucker like we said before yeah. like driving mm-hmm. these piloting these transport vessels so that's yeah. absolutely where Bina would have landed so you would definitely know people there excellent um especially having like making regular stops here you would you get to know people uh on along the routes so yes cool. uh okay so the person Two. that you know oh, yes i'm Nerves. so glad that i have this npc deck from uh <laughs> from the cypher system it's very good Thank you, Cyber System. I am picturing Bina with a trucker hat, like <laughs> flicking cigarette butts out into space now <laughs> through an open window. All right. Um, I'm going to draw it from this and so give you information. There we go. Okay. Okay, the person that you know um, is a um, basically like he's he's one of the guys who runs the uh, uh, a lot like major operations there. Um, like he's he basically works the uh, he works the day shift on okay. um, like managing he manages the the docking platforms during the day. Um, so as long as you're there when he's there. Uh, you, he's somebody that you've dealt with before. Um, he is generally, his name is, uh, Deverus. Um, he's, um, <laughs> he's a, uh, Lumnian man. Um, <gasps> okay. Which, <laughs> so a member of a species of generally pacifistic, uh, sort of gentle giants if you will humanoid with sort of uh varying uh skin tones and like the gray gray green bluish um with cartilage uh cart cartilage and bone and bone ridges along cheeks um along the along the head kind of crests and the like um and often along the along the edges of of limbs um Deverus is <laughs> He is a generally um, amicable individual, but is always angling for some for for some extra extra cash or um, to I, the best way the best descriptor for him is unscrupulous. <laughs> he is. He's a bit of a slime ball, but a well-meaning one generally. Like a like. Yeah, he's a <laughs> well-meaning slime ball. Yeah, slime ball with a heart of gold. Yeah, he's he's a he's he's a good guy, but you just don't want to trust him for for anything okay. really. Yeah. 
So. But she would know enough that he'd be the play, he'd be the person to go to to get this. Yeah, happening. the very same things that make you want to watch out for him are the re- are the things that make his particular platform an excellent place for you to land if you want to be off the grid. Um. Okay. Uh, stance and opinions on the corporations. Um. N- neutral. Okay. Except that he has zero problem. Uh, Fucking with him. Yeah. No problem All right, whatsoever. Great. We're gonna, yep, we're gonna go see Deborah's. Okay, cool, excellent. Um, a second thing I wanted. At some point, she wants to kind of like <laughs> survey the people who are on the ship, the survivors. Anyone who knows things about, anyone has any specialties in like software, technology interior systems maybe not ship specific but computer systems things that Vina can't do (laughs) um asking around the only person that they have that's even kind of close to that is uh is tan brewer the uh the maintenance worker Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. his knowledge is primarily on communication systems or mechanical okay that's basically it communications i can i can deal with that um she will have him at some point join her on the bridge, and she wants to see if there's anything that he can do with the tracking, that this ship can be tracked by Silverbrick, and that's kind of a communication thing between the ship and them. If there's any overlap at all, she wants to find someone who can at least... She's not, we're not going to be able to scrub the registry. That's why I don't think we have anyone of that, with that skill set mm-hmm. on the ship, but at least if there's anything she can do to get some help make us less trackable yeah um as you're sort of talking him through some of this he's nodding and saying well it's uh it's a good idea but it's not really my area if they know where we are yeah he says i I mean you're right in that um only way to really be sure is to scrub the registry and get a new one but i might be able to to i don't know i might be able to futz with the transmitters a little bit at least make them work for it but Beyond that, yes, it's anything. just a temporary thing. I don't know. Perfect. Temporary is fine. All right, I'll see Let's what I can do. Permanent solutions later. Temporary for now is fine. Sure, I'll see what I can do. But you're definitely going to want to look for a more permanent solution. That's for sure. We will. Yes. Okay, I'll take a look. Just see we what can, I can get do. there safely. We're going to be entering in a new space. They're going to be able to see who this ship belongs to, and it used to belong to Silverbreak. So. Yeah. They can work for it. Yeah. Well, as long as. I mean, I assume that I mean, mostly mostly when that becomes an issue is that uh, it'll only get logged once we dock, but yes, I think it seems like you have a plan for that. <laughs> then we should be okay. Just want a backup. Yeah, it, we should be okay unless they look for us specifically, um, which they'd have to know exa- where we went to begin with and know exactly where to... They'd have to have a general vicinity on us. So this will help a little bit, throw them off, but... Just in case there's any Silverbreak vessels happen to be on Sulon for unrelated reasons and would maybe also have directions to be on lookout for us. Yeah, just in case. Just yeah. a backup. No, Short-term no, backup. A, it makes sense. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at that transmitter right now. Excellent. Thank you. Um, he immediately just gets in under the consoles and starts, like, tinkering with things. Um, Perfect. That is my – that was Venus to-do list. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think by the time you reach Sulon, he will have been able to uh, – mess with that a little bit and 
at least uh, basically sort of <laughs> sabotage your your transmitters, basically to like the ship's transmitter to like uh, have it read sort of false signal. Basically, what he does is make okay. it. Uh, he it'll to anybody who is who is scanning for that registry specifically, what they'll see is sort of distortion echoes. They'll be able to get through it if they if they um, if, push if they push, but and it, like with no problem. But it'll at least it's more like camouflage than actual defense. It's yeah. Excellent. Um, anybody else doing anything over the last the remaining hours that you have? I know you were Mason. You were looking at the room, and I'll just sort of go ahead and mm-hmm. go through this. Is that you? You really don't see much other than it's very clear to you that somebody either was living in this room or had planned to live there for a period of time. Oh, that was because one of my questions was, did it look like the lock, there was a locking mechanism only on the outside or on the inside, but... Oh, like, okay, so it doesn't look like it was a room that was used for containment. Yeah, okay. No, not, not at all. This was this was definitely a, a room that was sort of retrofitted into being something of a hidden, uh, mm-hmm. hidden quarters, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. It does. What I will say is that through th- your sort of thorough investigation, doesn't look like it has been occupied for a very long time. Mm-hmm. A very, very long time. You're not even sure how long. Um, but yeah, there all all signs that you find in the room, pretty much, just point to the fact that somebody either was or planned to occupy this room. Hmm, okay. It very easily could have just been some sort of panic room, on the ship. It's not uncommon to have hidden compartments in, uh, like this in uh, smuggling vessels or um, uh, occasionally vessels that transport high-profile passengers will have them. Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. But more than that, you're not really able to determine. It's been sort of too long. If this were a crime scene, it would have... It would have been way too long for you to get any new evidence from it. Okay. Um, two things that I want to do just really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing is that um, I think that Peach probably needs like a good night's sleep, like without the terrible yep. dreams. So she's gonna go and like try and get some rest. Um, and before she kind of passes out, she's gonna try and like visualize a kind of a really like peaceful memory maybe on her home world um like maybe back on Ancelon like with her family um just a really kind of like calming moment um and then and then pass out okay. like so that that maybe kind of tethers her in, in something that wouldn't be other folks dreams yeah and actually your uh, your your rest um passes easily with you conscious um in your dream uh the dream that you manifested um, of just sort of a a family dinner, one that you remember from years ago when you were you were very young. Um, with it was the last time you remember that everything was calm with within your family. Um, from a time before uh, before Vix started using. Um, a time before uh, the rifts that have since plagued your family. Um, and you sleep, managed to sleep pretty much the entire rest of the time. 
um, your body very much needing it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was the main thing. Um, I, I wanted to go and then um, go back to the medical bay and, and have um, the Insulinian woman like do a full I, I just want to give her something to do honestly I was just gonna have her have her like examine my wound and stuff but that's we don't have to do that I was just... yeah I'll say she does a she does a full uh, a full checkup basically taking all your vitals running what limited tests she can do with uh, with what few uh, supplies and little limited equipment you can uh, you have on the ship um, and basically uh, her pronouncement is essentially just, just sort of shrugs and says, well, without anything more advanced than this, I give you a clean bill of health for whatever that's worth. She just sort of shrugs and looks at, around at the depressingly empty medical facility. But there's no supplies. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that you're you're typically used to a little bit more outfitting, so... I appreciate what you can do with your limited resources. And and before you came here, where did you where did you work? Were you always employed by Silverbreak? Uh I've been all over the place. I bounced around a lot of different a lot of different uh medical professions. Um I was a surgeon on Anzalon Prime for a while. And then I realized that I needed to do more than just treating the elite of the galaxy and she shrugs and says and besides you have to have a certain temperament in order to deal with them uh Mm -hmm. you gotta be a lot better at taking people's bullshit and I'm not great at that so I uh went to the front lines of a few con- few conflicts on the border worlds. Uh, I um, worked with some of the people there, uh, cleaning up after the debacle that is everything the regulators do. And let's see. I bounced around a few colony worlds before Silverbreak took notice and offered me a, offered me a contract, so I took it. Hmm. Well. And now I'm here. I'm sorry for how you got here, but happy to have you at my side. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Most interesting thing to happen to me in about mm, 40 years. Can I get a read on her in that? Like, what? Like, <laughs> I love like, <laughs> so much. <laughs> I like. Can I do it like an equivalent of an insight check on her? I'm real not even going to make you do it because you can tell that she's definitely <laughs> fronting and like. This was a very okay. traumatic experience for her, and she's yeah. Okay, absolutely... that's what I figured. Yeah. Like I was like, if this woman is a sociopath, or... <laughs> no, 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 she's absolutely fronting. Like she, you get, you've gotten, you having had the closest interactions with her of the entire crew, have gotten to even even these the limited amount of time you spent around her, you've gotten to realize you've come to realize that this is somebody who masks most emotions with sarcasm um, and sort of a a brusque. Uh, demeanor, but yeah. Well, she probably wants nothing to do with Bina because she... <laughs> <laughs> you do not get to know what is underneath this hard shell. <laughs> yeah, she says. Anyway, that's uh. Why well, don't you try and comfort her by giving her a warm smile mm-hmm. and just sitting there? Yeah, she uh she doesn't return it, but she just sort of like 
it gives you sort of like that kind of uh, that kind of awkward sort of grimace, like, and uh, goes goes back to sorting uh, sorting her like the instruments that she'd pulled basically out of her own medical kit, um, and is starting to like put them back in. And at about about this point, um, Bina, you receive the indicator light that tells you that it's about time for the drop to reach the point to drop out of FTL. Okay, cool. Um, she's gonna send like a ping to um, Devris. Is that his name, mm-hmm. Devris? Um, at his station, and just kind of be like, "Incoming, <laughs> love, Bina." Like. <laughs> <laughs> like almost immediately you get a message back uh like all all text that just say, that just says uh hey bina it's it's been some time coming by the old yard absolutely and sorry it would have said Bina obashi would have been full name but right. yeah um yeah she'll just confirm that uh they're they'll be arriving with Shug of the ETA and that this she would appreciate some discretion and know that he'll be able to read between the lines. Yeah, he just on that one. he just he just uh he pings back and says Great he says copy that deluxe package. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, all right. All right. So that FTL, man. Yeah, you all at wherever you are on the ship, feel as the ship sort of shudders, that that telltale shudder as the ship drops out of FTL, that kind of weird sort of vertigo sensation as the, uh, as the, uh, um, the artificial gravity in the, in the vessel, uh, struggles for a moment to, to compensate. Um, a star field outside the line, slow down. Oh man. Um, and you, Bina in the cockpit, um, as space resolves around you once again, um, you see ahead of you an enormous object in space, a huge asteroid that is just free floating, uh, far from any any system, um, any solar system that you've seen, just sort of floating, uh, kind of on the edge of, uh, kind of in between, uh, almost exactly halfway between two systems, um. It is over, just over the uh, it like intercom in the ship. Everyone hears. <laughs> um, welcome to Suwon, everybody. And she's gonna be like, on your left, you will see the biggest asteroid you've ever seen in your life. We're gonna be there in about ten minutes. <laughs> um, that's so cool. Uh, let's see. Who would any of you be um, close to? Um, where like the pat with the passengers right now? Did you say there was like a sort of like a room with a view up top? Yeah, there is. I would probably be up there. Okay. If there's passengers think, up there, I think Peach would probably be at this point with passengers. Okay, they're they're sort of moving about the ship. They haven't at first they were uh, reticent to leave the hold, but n- after a while they kind of. After getting used to their new uh, environment, they sort of started exploring, sort of wandering around the ship. Um, so, uh, Peach, as you're sort of near the near the hold with the passengers that have remained there, um, uh, Lieutenant Decker walks over to you and he says, "Hey, just wanted to uh, let you know that 
we, we've been talking and um, we're not sure what we're going to do. Few people wanting to uh, wanting to go their own way, but we'll at least we've agreed that we're, we'll at least wait around to uh, let you get the lay of the land, so to speak, um, and we'll hang around until that happens, and then a few people might try to lay low here. They've got family here. Some people are uh, looking at disappearing entirely. Some, as much as I advise them against it, are looking to go home, but. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for letting us know. I think that once we get kind of a, a, a little picture of what we're dealing with, um, hopefully we can kind of advise you on, on the next steps because you obviously have your freedom to go and do whatever you like, but I would hate for people to walk out and, and get hurt. Yeah. More or less the argument that I use to get everybody to agree to this. So, um, We'll, we'll wait for uh, any sort of confirmation of what things are like out there, and then we'll, uh, what comes, comes. Says, Thank you for having that trust in us. Got us here. He says, if I can offer you a piece of advice, I think all of you deserve a drink. Uh, and he, like, holds out his hand, and you can see as he's got uh, some, like, credit chits in his hand as he hands them over to you. He says, they're on me. Well, he shrugs, says, they're on Silver Break. Ooh! <laughs> I, like, I feel like that should just be, like, a credits roll moment. Like, <laughs> Peach definitely just takes it, mm-hmm. like, and just... Just nods really tiredly. Yeah, he he kind of smiles and uh, makes his way off to uh, as somebody is sort of calling his attention. He says, "I'll I'll see you I'll see you at, on the surface." And he makes his way away. Um, Thank you. About fifteen minutes later, you find yourselves finally securing the ship's landing in a dock on on in the city of Sulan. The flyover of the city. Uh, for those of you who have never been here, is incredible. Um, a you you kind of you understood intellectually when you when you heard about this place that it was a city inside of a hollowed out asteroid, but seeing it is an entirely different thing. When you go through, it's there is a city on the interior of this asteroid that rivals some of the skylines on Anzalon Prime. Um, not so much in its pristine beauty, but in the sheer scope of some of these buildings. Uh, there's an entire section that you fly over that is clearly made up still of some of the legacy ships of the first human colony that that uh, colonies that landed here. The ships having been scuttled and turned into various uh, building complexes, um, still to this day standing uh, as a proud center of the city. Um, you can see where other buildings have have started to crop up as well in the styles of various other alien species uh, represented. You can see Anzalonian buildings. You can see um, you can see the squat uh, and and uh, Spartan uh, style of uh, uh, architectural style of the Keldro. Um, you even see a few um, a few buildings that. 
um, they're pretty clearly of like Orzai architecture. Um, but most notably amongst all of these standing out like a sore thumb against all of the, these architectures are these structures that look sort of like inverted hives um, that dot the city in various places. Um, seamlessly integrated with some of the other architecture of the place. Um, as soon as you entered uh, one of the one of the uh, the tunnels from the outside into the center of the of the asteroid, maybe about flying no more than maybe about half a mile in, uh, the ship sensors exterior sensors detect atmosphere um, and and art, uh, full artificial gravity. Cool. Um, yes, Henry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is is the city all around the surface of the inside of the asteroid like a miniature Dyson sphere? Yes. Fuck yes. Cool. yes it <laughs> is. So much. That's <clears throat> sick. And the and what's more, in the in the center of all of this, there are some buildings that are sort of suspended. Um, oh my in, gosh. Uh, so, like looking like connected from walkways from various uh, various directions, but buildings spherical buildings suspended in the middle of of all of this above oh. the city. This is so cool. Um, the particular uh, port that you all are landing in is in that older, the oldest part of the city, the part of the city that is still made up primarily of uh, of the leg of the scuttled vessels of the first human colonists. Um, and as you land in that region, um, the spaceports all this one completely open to the city itself. Um, you you land it looks very industrial uh it like you can see where all the massive uh freight containers have been uh offloaded and some that are um that are being prepped for movement to an enormous storage yard that you can see attached to um to the the port itself with just a maze of of shipping containers large vessels each one of them much larger than your own, uh, all docked, not not landed the way that you are, as most of them are not able to to uh, get into the to the platform itself. Um, but you touch down without issue, and you currently in on the bridge hear the ships, the humming of the ship's engines slowly ramp down, um, leaving just sort of a complete. Uh, a complete silence compared to uh, to what you've been experiencing for the past 24 hours. So, with that, welcome to Sulon. Sulon! We made right. it. So, Bina would know, like, procedure of this, like, what normally happens now. Like, is she free to, like, disembark and use yeah. this space? Is she supposed to talk to anyone? Almost like... immediately, as soon as the ship has powered down, um, you can see uh, an, uh, <laughs> a sort of sh shady-looking individual. Shady only because he's looking like he's trying to look very inconspicuous and not trying doing to be a, cool. He's not doing a good job. He's just sort of, like... Leaning against a, 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 a one of the support columns and then just pushes away from it, sort of stands away and then just looks around, straightens his his uh, his workman's jumpsuit and glances around again and just doesn't seem to know what to do what to do with his hands. Um, 
Vegeta will disembark. <laughs> and and uh, um, is he like nearby? He's like right by. Yeah, he's he basically standing just about maybe thirty feet away from where the boarding ramp comes down. Oh my god! Yeah, she'll come down and be like, "Your poker face is as great as ever." Uh, he he looks at you and he goes, "Hey, there she is." And he to see you, Devros. He steps forward and says, "So, um." Not that it's not good to see you, but um, I mean, here you are on the on the dock, and I I don't see any credits in my hands, so. <sighs> We're looking for a place to lay low for a little bit while I can do some mm -hmm. overhauling. What what specifically needs to be done to this? Like, do I like I know. I yeah. know what needs to be done. Right? Mostly, it's just sort of a like a uh, like the most damage. Like a lot of the damage was sort of superficial, surface level damage on the exterior of the ship, but uh, some of the the ship systems um, in the with the impact uh, were sort of fried. But most of them, you were able to just sort of do it in transit. You were able to um, re like reroute them to uh, like. Okay other power sources and the like, but the biggest issue is that the uh, the FTL drive is operating at a much lower efficiency. Yes. Um, Correct. Um, just need a place I can do some uh, just some touch-ups, some fixes, and in return, you would be directly fucking with Silver Break and some corporate goons. Okay, I'm gonna have you make it make a roll here. I'm gonna have you make a roll. Uh, yes. <laughs> intellect difficulty is going to be four on this. No, it's gonna be five because oh, this is a. Yeah, but okay. before you ask, yes, this is a pleasant for... social interaction. Okay, so here here's what's up. My my one of my skills social interactions, pleasant or otherwise. <laughs> Fair. It's my favorite skill. Um. Mm -mm. Do I gain any sort of thing because he I, I have familiarity with him? Does that help because he knows me? I don't think so. Not oh, in this okay. case, no. Um, is it just Vina doing this? Like, or none I of sort us of assume there? you're all there, but yeah. Um, can I have any sort of, because I have, uh, I'm trained in all task sensing emotions and dispositions. Does this help me get a read on him to like, can I sweet talk him a little better with it? Sure. I'll let you treat that as an asset. Okay. So that's currently down two, so it's a difficulty three right <gasps> now. You know what? Fast talk. A creature who isn't hostile towards you, you convince them to take one reasonable action. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't think she does it on purpose, though. I don't think that. I think this is her genuinely trying to be like, "Hey," but she, I think, is influencing him. Okay. You're just you're just doing it. You're just fast talking, and it happens. Except for her, it's her words are not very helpful. Sometimes it's it's kind of an influence that she has. Okay. Je ne sais quoi. Um, I think that is um, the antennas. I would probably still have to roll for that. So could I use that as an as a yeah, I was gonna say, um, in this instance, or as like a, a reduction of difficulty. Yeah, I'll say we'll that? I'll say we'll treat the base roll as if it was uh, as if it was too lower to begin with with fast talk. So okay. that basically now brings you down to 
I believe now you're at difficulty one, yeah. Okay. Cool. God, I've got all these big fucking rolls. You got. <laughs> all right. You got it. You know what? I slept. I'm gonna spend. We're just gonna do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as you're talking, he he's listening to you. There's sort of with one with one eyebrow raised as he's nodding. Uh, sort of a just a like a really just pretty and in, cutting an intimidating figure because he's he's easily, very tall. He's yeah. like eight or more feet tall. He's he? probably about yeah, probably like eight and a half feet tall. Um, yeah. Very. Lumians are big. He's he's not. Here's what. He doesn't look like he's particularly muscular. He's mostly just sort of flabby. Um, mm-hmm. As he's just sort of standing there looking at you with one eyebrow raised. As he's listening and you're talking, um, he slowly, his expression sort of becomes more interested as he leans back and listens to you talk. And he just says, Well, I have one rule which is that if you have something that somebody wants, never give it away for free. On the other hand, man, high, uh, high prime terraforming has been, uh, has been riding my ass recently with their deliveries. And you know what? I'm just pissed off enough to, at them to let, at the, at the corpse to let this one slide. Thank you, Devereux. But as soon as but your repairs you are done, you're out, okay? Absolutely. I, I can't be, I can't be seen doing illegal things. Never, never in your life, Devereux. Do you want to see the engine? He kind of glances up at it. He says, eh, "Not sure I'd fit in the engine room there. It'd be a little cramped. You know, I don't like small spaces. You know, it's a. That's fair. It's not a Norzai vessel. You might. Yeah." Get. He kind of looks at it and says, Ready. Tell you what, we'll make it part of your payment for next time. Perfect. He says, All right, now, um, I got some things to do. I never saw you. Never <laughs> just, once. He, he, he and then away. they both turn at the, and they walk away at the same time. Mm-hmm. She's going to go back into the ship with everyone and be like, We're good. We got to move fast, but we're good for now. Okay, uh, where are we moving? What are we doing? Um, repairs. Uh, our FTL drive is running harder than it should. Um, I need to get that set up before we can really go anywhere. Um, we'll probably need a refuel. Um, uh, probably try to repair Maybe some of the visual damage. Hmm? A good meal. Anyone good meal? Dinner? Yes. Excellent. Um, and uh, I want to look into doing some more legal things. So they can track us right now in the ship and it's registered silver break that's not going to behoove us for very much longer so i need to find probably try to find someone on sulon who might be able to grab a registry for us do we have luca do we have access to any of our like old money that we might have had like any resources like credits that we've that we like would originally have like can i check my bank account like Um, like... here's what you would know you can do that but the other thing that you would know is that (laughs) that can be traced so if somebody is specifically looking for you that can be traced yeah okay right before we leave planet all of us empty our bank accounts in an atm and then we (laughs) fuck off (laughs) yeah 
Because I was thinking, like, for how we're going to pay for them to do these things exactly. to our ship. In any of the, when we were found, all, like, the personal effects of people, was there, were there yeah. any credits in there? I'd say you probably would have been able to scrape together, like, a, f like, it might not be enough to, it'll be enough for you to make, to do, like, at least a fair patch job. Um, okay. Not enough for a full overhaul like it needs, but enough mm -hmm. for you to do a patch job and uh, basically kick the can down the road a little ways. But um, it's enough for that, and I suppose you could do a full overhaul but uh, with the credits that you have, but you also have to consider that the ship is basically not supplied at all. Um, mm -hmm. A fact that your stomachs continually remind you of. Um <laughs> How much of the overhaul could Bina feasibly do by herself without bringing in any other help? That is essentially what the patch job would be. Okay. Cool. I don't want to get too embroiled with whatever's going on here, but it seems like we might have to find some work or something, make a deal, make a bargain. Uh... Yes, probably. I also I'm kind of with <clears throat> Peach. Maybe we should go get something to eat and uh, talk over, you know, what the next step is. No one leaves the ship wearing Silverberg jumpsuits. Everybody's got to fucking change. <laughs> this is directed at, at civilians as well. Yeah, I was like, I, I think, I think that's something that Decker Decker can probably tell everybody. Yeah, and I did. I had mentioned last time that. Uh, most, Most of them, I think, yeah. Yeah, they'd sort of found, like, the personal effects and clothing items and whatever that were left in the in the hold, and many of them had changed those who could find something mm -hmm. to change into. But if anyone is only half-seas, you're ripping that patch off, you're cutting off the sleeves, you're making it look like it's a different piece of clothing. <laughs> no one goes <laughs> out being seen off. in break jumps. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I'm going to say that, like, that Abriel has, uh, like... Take, took the the sleeves of her of her la of her medical coat and has removed them basically at this Heck point yes. because they have Ooh. like the silver break patch on them and she just like has removed the sleeves. Um, yeah. Mason went back into his original clothes as quickly as he could. Basically, like, <laughs> that was oh. literally like episode one. Episode I think episode one is like oh, I missed. We were all like, we need the silhouette. <laughs> yeah, I need to match my character art quick. <laughs> <laughs> My goggles were custom made. Give them back to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> all right. So, what are you all doing? At base, assuming that basically all of sort of your um, your logistical stuff gets figured out right now, as far as conversations with the with the passengers and all that sort of stuff. Um, what would you like to do? What's your first step? Food run. <laughs> Food. We have not eaten in two months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are there supplies outside of this area that we need to get? Or yeah, is do I need, we will need I need anything from here? elsewhere or can I get it all from here? Um I'll say this. Well let's let's go ahead and say, um Coleman being the having been the quartermaster, um, would have offered to make a supply run while you are all oh. like working on the uh, on the repairs. Cool. Nothing like dining in a local establishment to get a feel for for our new home. Ideally, we won't stay here for very long. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know if they're looking for us. I would like to stay on the move for as long as possible, but for the foreseeable future, 
Here we are. I would also like to start, this doesn't need to happen immediately, but maybe like over dinner or like just over the next course of the next few hours when she's not working on the ship, Dina wants to put together like, I don't know, maybe in her terminal, like a, a file of everything she knows about Sulon as far as travel, um, accommodations, and things like that that she can give to the um, colonists for because all of them are making their own decisions on what they're doing, but she wants to give them whatever knowledge she has about it. Like, hey, here's a freighter you could probably hop. These guys would maybe let you. These guys would probably do it for a price, but are more reliable. Like, something like that. It's like just, a lonely planet, like a travel guide. Yeah, basically. It just it's <laughs> okay. it's bullet points, right? And it's not lonely. very in depth, but it's her just running down like so that they have options. Okay. On yeah. Sulon. That's that makes sense. That's I I can imagine that being something that Bina did at some point during the during the transit. Um, okay, so you exit the, uh, the sort of industrial cargo yard, um, making your way into the city itself. Uh, you step onto some very busy streets, uh, making your way through as a multitude of species pass you by. Um, this, it's a very surreal experience for, for all of you, because this is probably the only place in the galaxy that is... Like the, that, the largest population is human, um, n- with the exception of the caretakers, because nobody knows exactly how many there are here. So, um, or anywhere for that matter. But this, it's very weird, especially for for Olam and Mason being among the majority, um, where every three faces you pass are human. Um, one of the first party makeup we are not average (laughs) we are not normal (laughs) yeah uh it's a very weird experience for both of you um never having been in a situation like that before um at least certainly not on the scale of an of a city like this um yeah so you continue making your way down the street um kind of wandering until you eventually find like, are you looking for a specific type of place, or do you just go for the first place that looks like it serves food? Do we want to, like, sit down, or do we want street food so we can keep moving? It's up to you guys. I was kind of feeling street food, actually. Mason's actually always, like, looking around for, like, a vendor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, for that, you you move, you have to walk a significant ways away from the, uh, from the uh, industrial yard, but you eventually do make your way towards a much more populous uh, square, um, where you can see just a variety of vendors of all of all species, um, cuisines from many different worlds, just sort of here at at your uh, at your disposal. Um, so like some Orzai comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually do manage to find some as there's yeah. apparently there is a, a relatively large uh, population of Orzai relative to anywhere other than their home world, I would say. Um, yeah, they're not, yeah, they don't spread out very much. There weren't, like you said, there weren't very many on 23 when she was there. Right. So she, yeah, she hasn't been around Orza in a long time, so I'm so she's gonna beeline for, mm-hmm. beeline for that, that comfort food. Yeah, you can see, uh, like, a pair of, of Orzai, older, both of them. Um, they appear to be a, a, a married couple, as the two of them are, like, sitting there and just, like, arms just furiously going, like, making food yes. sort of <laughs> between the two of them, just making just quick, just churning out food. Um, and there's, you're actually surprised to see a, a very, a long, a relatively long line um, of 
but it's a long line it's not because move. of a weight. It's a long line as uh, because there's just it just seems to be that popular because they are churning out food quickly. So there's not really time for people to wait before they get their order. Um, mm. As you as you step up, uh, the uh, the the man looks at you. He says, "All right, what can I get you?" Um, and she's gonna kind of just like point to uh, a couple of like favorites from probably like a like lighter greens, like veggie style mm-hmm. meal, whatever, something, probably something she had a lot when she was a kid. Yeah. And she'll point out to a couple of things they have cooking. Yeah. He smiles and says, good choice. He says, you got one of the number three. Uh, and his his wife says, calls over her shoulder, coming up. And she's just quickly, just like getting all of the, all of the ingredients together and quickly throwing it, uh, throwing it together into sort of a uh, disposable basket and, and slides it across uh and he says, Let it stink. Yeah. He says, Enjoy. He says, Next. Thank you. And she'll, she'll scuttle back to the mm-hmm. group. Oh. Is there, like, is there like a noodle place? Oh, yeah. I want to get some, like, some oh, pho, yeah. basically. <laughs> Space, yes. pho. Space pho. Space pho. Space pho. It comes in like a giant disposable cone so you can eat it with a yep. spoon while you're walking. Yes. It does now. That's canon. That's, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I eat a bunch of fettuccine alfredo out of a carved out watermelon. Just kidding. I eat a, I look for some kind of floppy flat <laughs> human cuisine. I look for a, a like a gyro like thing, floppy flatbread with meat and vegetables inside it, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Classic human cuisine. <laughs> yeah. Um, e- easy enough to find uh, anything. Olivia, did you want to chime in on this, uh, on this food adventure or? Oh my gosh. Um, I would definitely look for some authentic, like, Ceylon food. Just whatever is here and is good. Okay. Sounds good. Sorry, I forgot to loop the track. Some local cuisine. Okay. Yeah. Easy enough. Uh, as you all um, quickly get your, your food and sort of step aside, there's in the center of this plaza is what appears to be just a sort of a large food court. Um as you step over for a moment, as you all kind of gather at a table waiting for everybody to, to arrive, um, you stand there for a moment just sort of basking in the uh, in the absolute chaos that is this busy plaza uh, of people just sort of going about their lives. Um, it's kind of bizarre, because your lives over the last 24 hours, or last 48 hours, have been anything but normal. To then suddenly be thrust into a situation where people are just living their lives is very weird and huge whiplash. Yeah. I don't know if this is a common human experience that most people have, or this is just a me thing, but if I'm ever like in like a loud, visually stimulating place, I like... <laughs> like, it's... it's What is it? It's so busy that I can't hear or so loud that I can't see like one of those like I think Bina's having a little bit of that but specifically because there's a lot of like this is the most people she's been around in a while mm-hmm. I think and so she's like delighted but like you can kind of see that she's like having trouble focusing on things yeah. and she'll remember her food and eat for a little bit but then like people watch and like she'll like get like um like a an emotion that she's like oh interesting and like <laughs> Sabina's a little bit, uh, like, riled up right now, I think. Yeah, and I will say, as far as your, uh, like, your empathic abilities go, you, at first... The most people. At first, it was a lot. It was almost as bad as when you first woke up mm-hmm. uh, from cryosleep, but you, it quickly managed to sort of dull. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's, it feels, it's a little, a little more acute. Uh, in fact, 
yeah, that's what I'll, I'll say. You're, 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 you've never been particularly great at picking out more than just sort of blurry emotions in a crowd. Yeah. But right now you're, you're not sensing them more intensely. You're sensing them more with more clarity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As people are walking by. She got glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional glasses. <laughs> she can see the leaves in the tree now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Rock band emotional glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think she's. I think she's got a lot of like boom, 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 like going on. She's eating. She's got the holding like the bowl in like her two um, bottom arms, and then she's got both hands eating both top hands. Perfect. And she's got like I think her antennas are very much like you can tell it. She's she's the most fidgety she's ever been, but she doesn't seem overwhelmed in a bad way or upset but she is you can see she's a little bit like (laughs) (laughs) yeah um actually that's this is this is good i like this um how is how is olam reacting to this situation Mm. i think as he eats he's it's starting to hit him how far out of his element he's been in the last few days and even though this city is probably way more populous and busy than where he's from on Anzalon 3 it shares some similarities like his thoughts are starting to drift I think back to his aunt and his school and his aunt's gambling friends and his friends his like acquaintances and his home and his bed like he's yeah he's getting distracted completely from the current situation I think yeah what about Mason well, aside from the fact that he's never been here before, and now he's suddenly surrounded by, like, a lot of humans, I think he's a kind of more, a little more accustomed to this kind of bustle mm-hmm. of people, of folk walking around, business, doing their business and stuff, so. Um, he's compartmentalizing, for sure. Fair. He's compartmentalizing. Right yep. now he is slurping up his his space fa and drinking, the, <laughs> and drinking all the broth. Mm-hmm. And uh, is looking for a place where he can refill his his cigarettes and his whiskey. <laughs> yeah, there Three are priorities, man. <laughs> it's it's not hard to find, especially in a in a in a city center. There's uh, there's like dispensers around that'll dispense almost anything, um, just sort of any sort of sundry needs. That's something I'll probably take care of. Yeah, uh, at some point. Um, cool. Uh, what about With vending machines? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. What about Peach? Um. Peach is probably still trying to decide which local cuisine looks the most appetizing, um, but will quickly decide on something, um, whatever is around. But then um, she's honestly probably feeling really, like, strangely inspired by the setting of all these different people, all kind of living together in what seems like pretty harmonious like functions like it's so many different people in one place all going about their business and i think that's something that peach is like really like surprised and and, like happy to see yeah Um, it's especially surprising to peach considering that i mean you've heard of sulan before you know about it um but being here is definitely different than knowing about it and one thing that vastly differs in Peach's experience from her uh, from her prior knowledge of this place mm-hmm. is that anytime uh, Sulan is mentioned uh, on Anzalon, it's 
just sort of offhandedly and just kind of like, oh yes, humans, they did a thing. They found a very interesting, scientifically anomalous kind of place. Um, and it's very interesting. What they don't talk about, generally speaking, is just the sheer mix of people that there are here. Um, humans may be in the majority, but not by much. There's a lot of different species uh, who are, as you say, living seemingly harmoniously. You actually, even glancing over, glancing around like in line as you're waiting for your for your order to be made, you glance to one side and you see an an Anzalonian, uh, two Anzalonian, uh, sorry, an Anzalonian man and a Keldro man just sort of standing, uh, laughing and joking together. And historically, these are two species who have never seen eye to eye. Um, and you see them as they're as they're talking, laughing and joking. One of them uh, accidentally spilling some of his food on himself, which only makes the other laugh the harder, and kind of sheepishly wipes wipes some of it away and just makes sort of a uh, a, a uh, cutting retort as they both walk away laughing. Um, and you're kind of watching all this, and just as you do so, you become aware of a presence just kind of hovering near your shoulder as you turn and look. And you look directly into the uh, the large bulbous eyes of one of the caretakers, uh, who is just uh, in in shape very much like a large like a, a giant ant, roughly roughly human sized. Mm-hmm. Um, the head is much more shaped like that of a of a praying mantis with that much more angular sort of triangular kind of look that is like eighty percent eyes and like twenty percent everything else. Um, just sort of watching you, regarding you curiously with, with the antennae sort of, uh, t- uh, tuned towards you, just sort of head tilted, just looking directly at you. Uh, Do they wear, like, a bunch of, like, cool layered cloaks? Was that a thing about them? Hmm? Do they wear, like, a bunch of, like, layered cloaks? Is that kind of their attire, or am uh, I thinking of someone else? A lot of them look like just sort of tattered, it looks like kind of tattered, layered kind of, uh, yeah, okay. kind of wrapping, but yes. I love them. Um, underneath that wrapping, you can see, uh like what looks like definitely inorganic material like a uh, uh, metallic tubing that sort of wraps from underneath that comes from in underneath the the wrapped cloth and and goes up over the shoulder onto like a pack on the back that looks like it is fully grafted to this this individual's form did i did i cut you in line just sort of head tilts, and you just hear that sort of like clicking sound that uh, that is um, is seems to be some form of maybe communication. It's hard to say. Just sort of like clicking, um, and just head just keeps tilting, just looking at you, just sort of, and then eventually uh, the uh, they turn and just start start wandering back through the crowd. Would I would I know like. Have I interacted with caretakers before? Like, when I probably know, not. yeah, like what I know. I mean, I probably know like kind of vaguely what it is. Yeah. Just, like, but like I wouldn't, I couldn't get a read on them in any way. Nope. Um, as you're sort of standing there, there's there's a a, a human woman who's standing in in line near you. She looks, and uh, as you make eye contact with her, she smiles. She says, "She says they they take some getting used to, but uh, they they're friendly. They just uh." They can always tell when somebody's new to the station, or to the to the city. They're always curious. Oh, that was like a, 
That was a friendly hello. Uh, what passes for it with the caretakers, yes. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Mostly, uh, mostly they're curious. It's a little unsettling if you don't really know what you're what you're seeing, but they're they're harmless. And can you recommend me anything from this place? She says, um, "I would get." Uh, she kind of looks over at you and smiles and says, "Trust me." And she she goes over and she orders something from the vendor, uh, and she comes back with with uh, another like basket of what looks like these um it looks like some sort of nut um that looks like it might be kind of it's glazed with some kind of uh some kind of sauce uh and she hands it to you and she says this is my favorite thing it's what i get for lunch every day thank you mm-hmm. and i'm gonna hand her like a credit just mm-hmm. like you she know says, cause oh, you- don't worry about it well welcome to sulan thank you hmm. It's very kind of you. And I'm going to take a big bite. Yeah. Um, it's, at first, the texture is the thing that surprises you the most, because you're expecting kind of like, a, like you know, a nut. But it actually is soft. Um, you bite into it like a soft cheese. Uh, and as you, as you take that bite, there's sort of a mixture of sweet and savory that just sort of explodes in your mouth. Um, that it's very intense flavor. Uh, you are definitely going to need something to drink, but it is delicious um, and filling. I'm going to, like, just put two thumbs up mm-hmm. and just, like, continue to shut. Because yeah. I'm probably, like, Peach is probably really hungry. But, you know, when you're so hungry that you, like, don't realize yeah. it until you take a bite? Yep. I'm sure you and Caitlin know very well, Lucas. But... <laughs> okay, attack me, why don't you? Pulling us out for having bad... Um, I guess I will take several points of intellect damage. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I paused as I realized that I have eaten a few, not enough today. Anyway, that's for later. The point is, as, as, you, uh, as you gesture your approval, <laughs> she, she has her, her mouthful as well, and she smiles and says, right? <laughs> and uh, she... Uh, as already making her way back through the crowd um, towards one of the buildings on the edge of the plaza. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go sit down and make everyone try one of the fancy nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, as you're sitting, I'm going to say, Mason, you're the first one to notice. Um, as you're, you're sitting there eating, sort of having just sort of small talk conversations, Mason, you glance over and double take because you, in in a, a storefront nearby, you see your face. <laughs> and then you see Bina's and Olam's and Peach's faces mm-hmm. uh, on a, what looks to be some sort of news broadcast. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, and as you're looking, you, you look a little closer and you see the headline is... Um, is four fugitives at large after deadly terrorist attack. Oh. Um, I, I think oh Bina no. picks up on that spike of anxiety yep. immediately. Like, is and will like follow your your. <laughs> um, is the picture of me with with or without the hat? Uh, it is 
It's an it's without the hat. It's it's an old it's an old photo of you in regulator uniform. Oh cool. I'm just gonna put tilt my hat even further down on my face. Good up. <laughs> We're good. Uh I <clears throat> you you see that, Vina? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. what, what the other two of you immediately probably feel like anxiety and waves. <laughs> yeah. I look around till I figure out what everybody's looking at. Yeah, I like at. follow everyone's, we all yeah. just like follow. By this point, you, all of you are seeing it. Oh, we need oh to no. We, need we, to gotta go. we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go right now. Time to go. There is one more thing, Bina, as you're standing there, you feel a surge, uh, an emotional surge around you of intent. As you look around sort of following it, you can see Three, you pinpoint three different individuals in the crowd uh, who are sort of making their way towards you. One of them is doing a fair job not looking like he's walking towards you, but the other two um, are, like, like looking directly at you. Vina, immediately, one hand for each of her friends. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you are... As she's gonna use the crowd to her advantage. She's gonna, like... Get, she, I think she's gonna grab like Peach's upper arm and like make her duck down. Like we're gonna. Vina is small and Ken is used to duck and weaving. She has some tall friends. She's gonna try to use her her smallest to her advantage to try to duck us through some space that she wants out of here. Okay, I'm gonna pop my collar and mm -hmm. just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, um. There is a brief moment as. A large crowd of people passes between you and them, and Bina, you take your moment and you go, uh, yeah. pulling people with you, um, like quickly shuffling out. Yeah, uh, sort of walking away from the table, food forgotten on, uh, forgotten as you were making your way out of the well, square. I have four hands. The fourth one has my food in it. <laughs> Not everybody's food was forgotten. <laughs> I've definitely eaten it all. Like yeah. I feel like. All shoveled it down. There's one sad nut on the table. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm licking tzatziki sauce off my fingers <laughs> as I'm running. This is not the first time for Mason that a meal's gone interrupted. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, you make your way out of the square and just. Sort I want to take a roundabout way. I want to get us in some weird. I want to not. I want to lose them before we go back to where we have a bunch of people who are also in danger because of us now. <laughs> yeah. Um. As you just start going. Um, and as you start making your way, uh, weaving through people, uh, around through buildings, kind of taking side ways off of the, off of the main, the main drag that you came down, um, you, as you're leaving the square with a quick glance back, Olam, you can see that, uh, these individuals that Bina pinpointed are now like kind of pushing their way through the crowd, trying to like make their way towards where you are. Um, Con you continue on, dashing out I've of... I've been here. I've been here, and I'm using that to <laughs> give us some familiarity with the ground that we're traveling. Yeah. Um, you know go, that go, go. just just between where you are and the uh, and the the place where you docked your ship, there's a... There's a, a, uh, a, a district of the city that ha that is very maze-like in its, in its construction, it was. It sort of was a a bunch of buildings that it was one of the earliest non uh, non legacy ship sectors of the city that that was built, 
and therefore there was not really any planning behind it, and it just sort of built mm-hmm. on that, and it's just sort of this massive maze of, of structures. Uh, oh, which... yeah, and there's shit like that on 23, so she yes. definitely has familiarity with this type of ground. Yeah, so you quickly dart in there, um, hoping to lose your pursuit in, in that uh, maze of buildings. Um, you just start taking turns, basically. Just start making your way through it, keeping, trying to keep a sense of your, of like which direction you're going, but just randomly taking turns. Um, it is at this point that you take, uh, you take a turn and find yourself in a dead end. Um, you kind of stop and go, okay, no, turn around and start going back the other way. And as you do, you can see one of the individuals has stepped out uh, into your path about maybe 50 feet away and is now starting to make his way towards you. Uh, the second one follows behind him. And with that, with, with that, you hear, as you see them coming towards you, one of them reaching down for down to like a, clearly to a holster, um, you hear a clattering sound coming from behind them. As you look, you watch as the third one just comes flying out of the alleyway and just slams into one of the buildings and slides down unconscious. Um, the two of them immediately whirl around, one of them with a weapon drawn uh, suddenly as coming from, from, from that same, that same uh, alleyway that they just came from, you see a Keldra woman, um, her... Uh, her head, her hair cropped very short and shaved a- a- on the sides, uh, in very like a very militaristic style. Uh, steps around the corner, wearing basically just sort of like a sleeveless tactical uh, tactical tank, um, with just sort of like a tactical harness on it. Just sort of standing there, um, very muscular of build as she just watches the two of them, and she says, "Sorry, am I interrupting?" And please interrupt. Please interrupt. Please interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> One of the the. Uh, as she's saying this, she's kind of like got this big cocky grin, looking looking past them at you, and the man in the lead who pulled the weapon just fires. Uh, it catches her square in the chest, but when it does, what you see is just sort of this bluish ripple out from from her chest. As she looks down, and she says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. They didn't tell you who you were hunting, did they?" <sighs> oh well. She takes like one step forward as he, as the man is standing there, just looking stunned, and she just reaches out and taps him on the chest, and he launches into the air. She goes as he goes flying, um, with that same like shockwave of blue energy as he just goes flying. The other one just sort of, she turns and, and looks at her, and just drops her weapon and says, "I didn't see anything. I'm, I'm," uh, as she runs like kind of skirts past Bina, you feel that surge of intent once again uh, as as the woman is feigning kind of like she's giving up as soon as she's out of the peripheral vision of the of the Anzalonian woman or of the Keldra woman she throws a punch which lands right smack on like the woman's temple and does nothing the woman doesn't even react you see that same ripple of blue of blue just go past her. she just sort of looks back she says should have stuck with the running as she just elbows the woman and she just goes flying into the building, just slams and then goes back down. I uh, <laughs> hope she doesn't want us dead. She stretches, kind of rolls her shoulders and looks over and says, Hey, I've been looking for you. Um, 
maybe come with me, or else more of them will show up. Fair, fair point. Uh-huh. Great. Convincing. You've convinced me. And Rita's gonna start, <laughs> it's gonna turn like I think start walking towards her, but like turn and walk backwards and look at the group and like forearm shrug and then turn back around <laughs> and, and follow after her. Yeah. She Wait, says it's... as soon as you, you get within within just like a, a few feet of her, she just smiles and says, I'm Zaya, by the way. Um we should get off the streets. Yes, please. Uh she turns and um starts making her way down down the the maze of alleys, go, tracking a different path that you arrived to get here. Um, <laughs> all of you kind of exchanging glances as this person just sort of starts striding through the alleyways. Um, it's about a few minutes later, just sort of wandering through these these maze of alleys before she comes to a a, a door and. It looks like just sort of a random door, but she strides up to it with the confidence of somebody who was expecting to find it here. She opens the door uh, and gestures inside. says, after you. (laughs) Can I, while we're walking, can I get a read on her? Yeah. uh, As we're moving? It's. I'd like to do that too, if that's a thing. uh, Sure. Emotionally, um, what you get from her right now is she's in a weirdly good mood. Like, just chill. Just like yeah. it's a great day, great yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, man. she's in a weirdly good mood right now. Um, and she just sort of holding the door open, just waiting for you to go in. Um, I don't even. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you make a roll. It's not gonna be a very high, a high roll, but like difficulty. It's gonna be a difficulty two intellect. Okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Oh, Nineteen. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So. Nice. Um, you kind of look at her and she, there's no mistaking that she has that military bearing, that military stance, somebody who has had, like, military training. In mm-hmm. fact, it's training that you recognize very well because you yourself had it. It looks like both of you are, which isn't surprising given that she's Keldro, um, the like the being that both of you would have probably had to have served the mandatory uh mandatory term in in the military of the the ascendancy's military um it's it is some people with some people who just serve the mandatory the mandatory term um they after after enough time away some of that fades but hers is as sharp as ever mm-hmm. um you uh you see as she just sort of standing there grinning has the bearing of somebody who like she looks like a brawler perfect uh mm-hmm. she has that she has that sort of bearing mm-hmm. um the disciplined military stance but also that sort of like eased relaxed kind of uh slight slouch mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. indicates somebody who is ready to just throw a punch at any moment um and basically, that's that's the read that you get. You get also very similar to Bina that she looks like she's having a great day. Okay, like was she in the regulators, hmm. um, or was it different? A different. You know, there's not really a way of telling that just from looking at her. No but, tattoos, or... but there is something that seems oddly familiar about her bearing, though you haven't, you can't quite put your finger on it. But if you had to guess, you'd say probably. Okay. What can you get for a minor effect on a like a cold read like that? 
I, you know what? Anything else? Any other information? Actually, yeah, any other information that you'd want to, um, specific information? I don't know. If she seems really happy I'll give, this. I'll tell you what. I'll give you this. Um, she doesn't give off the vibe of somebody who is just cornered, cornered prey. Right, we're not no ill intent, really. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that much for free with the with the minor effect. That was where I was gonna go with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, as you step inside, you're in a a it's an apartment. It looks like like an apartment building um, that looks like it probably hasn't been occupied for quite some time. Um, and she said she walks down the hall, walk, kind of pushes past you once you're all in, closing the door behind her, pushes past you a little bit, and takes the stairs down to the lower level, uh, down towards the basement. Um, following her down, uh, she you you end up in what looks like it was probably uh, the equivalent of like a boiler room, basically, where like all the hot water stuff would have been. Um, and she starts just messing with knobs. Mo mind you, most of this equipment looks like it hasn't functioned in a very long time. And she's just messing with knobs. Um, and then finishes, stops, thinks for a moment, turns a few others, and then steps back and sits on a box. She says, just be about a minute or so. She says, so. So? It's, uh, it's really good to meet you in person. Um, You're the first person to probably have that reaction to us in the past couple of days, but... Oh yeah. Who uh, who are you? Yeah. Also, wait a minute till what? What's what? Ha what's what's gonna what's gonna happen when, after you pull the, you, those knobs? What? Oh, just secret stuff. Um, Venus sits as well. She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sense no malicious intent right now. Let's party, man. I guess. Well, I told you. Weird shits happened in the past forty-eight hours. <laughs> I told you. My name's Zaya. <laughs> which she says as if that explains everything. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, Bina Oba, these are my friends. Yes, I have seen your faces on so many bulletins recently. It's unfortunate. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Uh, How long have the bulletins been advertised? How long have we been on the news? Oh, maybe about the last... I've, they, they appeared about eight hours ago. Uh, yeah, that seems about right. She says, but... Uh, you'll be happy to know that I'm 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 really glad that you found you must have found Wire's message, right? Uh, I mean, otherwise, yeah. why would you be here? Other than it's a great place to disappear and really unscrupulous individuals who are willing to take a bribe for just about anything. All of the above, yes. Mm -hmm. Great, yeah. Um, well, good. Uh, well, I'm glad I found you because you. She like looks at the at the like the now empty food container that Bina's holding, uh, that she says, looks like you, uh, took some detours. Yes, we haven't eaten in two months. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Cryosleep, it'll do that to you. Um, well, um, I know you have a lot of questions. I also have a lot of questions, so uh, hopefully we'll get Bring answers together. We also have a bunch of um, refugees and survivors from the shit that happened on the planet. Are they in danger? They're probably in danger. I, it was a stupid question. Uh, oh. How can we help them? Oh, they're... You seem to know what's going on. 
Well, I didn't know that you had arrived, uh, so they're probably okay for now. They're not looking for them, they're just looking for us, so as long as we're not there, it shouldn't yeah. draw too much attention, right? Right. Do you know I if mean... they are looking for any of the colonists from the planet? What? Sorry. Do you know if they're looking for any of the colonists from the planet? Are they, like, I haven't seen their face. Us? I haven't seen okay. any of their faces. In fact, I didn't even know anybody, but you had come back from that place, so... Okay. I only found That's you fine. because I was following them because I figured they'd be after you, so. Smart. Anyway, a um, little bit of a confession moment. Um, I actually don't know why you're here. I just, um, Wire told me to plant the virus on the on the ship, and that's what I did, so... <gasps> Virus? Virus? Oh, yeah. The, 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 the Why we went. Why we cracked. Why the... There it is, why yeah. Why we ended up here, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, uh... The ship was shut down and unmanned and then hit a meteor field. And, um, oh. uh... We were the only ones the, inside. The meteor part, I promise you, the meteor part was unplanned. I could tell. Are you talking about a virus for the, the nope. ship's systems or in, in, the, in the people in cryosleep? No, in the ship's systems. Why? What happened to the other people in cryosleep? The... There were a lot of system failures when we hit the meteor field. They were all killed. They <laughs> were can... the only ones made her, it out. Her mood instantly darkens. You can feel it. Uh, there's just this rush of... <laughs> a rush of anger, uh, confusion, uh, deep shame and regret that just sort of suddenly wash over you um, as she just frowns. She says, huh. Sorry. Well, I guess I guess I'm looking for more answers than I thought. I mean, it makes you feel better. I can tell that part wasn't on purpose. That's, that's good. Okay, well, uh, and you actually watch as suddenly one of the valves uh, on the equipment, just jet, jet, lets out a jet of steam. Just, and she looks at her and says, okay, that's the signal. Um, follow me. Uh, she walks just a little ways down and just put, sort of places her hand on, uh, on a wall. And you watch as that section of wall suddenly just sort of glows. And you recognize sort of a very similar, probably an older model, but a similar, um, biometric scanner as the one that you found in, on the ship. Um, okay. that just sort of scans her palm and then you watch as, a, as the section of wall just sort of displaces and slides aside. Uh, she says, answers await. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I go. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get them. Yeah. We will. And you can see as her face sort of hardens into a, like, sort of a determination... And then goes, cracks the smile again. She says, all right, let's go. Uh, and as you all make your way in, the hidden door sliding shut behind you. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. Yeah. <sighs> oh, <wow. laughs> Whoa, what a session. Wow. Oh, my God. I thought for sure that was going to be wire, but she's fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whew. So. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we had a lot to get through tonight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ooh. Oh man! All right. Well, um, 
we are here at the end of our show. So first of all, thank you everybody for for hanging out with us. Thank Those you. of you who who uh, the whimsies who are still around from the raid, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, it, I'm so glad that you came. Um, and it's yeah, uh, always good to see new people in the chat. Um, thank you for everybody who followed, subscribed through bits around. That was. Thank you guys yeah, so much. So great. Um, and it made our days. Or yeah. at least mine. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And thank you once again to Eric for, for the raid. Uh, if you happen to catch this on, on VOD. Um, so yeah, thanks so much. Um, Henry, if you want to just sort of run us through just sort of like our sort of weeks stuff. Absolutely. So, Hey, you can check this out live again next Wednesday, same time, but Every week, we also have some other stuff. On Mondays, we have the Dreamwell Chronicles, which is a uh, D&D 5th edition streamed tabletop RPG show with uh, our very own resident bard as the game master. So if you're craving a little fantasy to go with your sci-fi, hit us up 5.30 p.m. Pacific on Mondays. On Fridays at 7 p.m., we do Ramble Mancy, which is just hanging out, talking about some stuff. (laughs) What's the stuff we're talking about this week, Henry? This week, we're going to talk about resource management and rewards in games and stories. And I'm probably going to start, well, probably some point talk about the cipher system to some extent, because it's kind of new to me and to a lot of us. Yeah. And I got some interesting thoughts about it. Yes. And I agree. Geek Out's brilliantly DM'd by John. So. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That show. Oh, yeah. A whole whole other show, whole other cast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That that Dreamwell Chronicles is John's home game, which uh, he is streaming uh, a f- like a limited run of episodes of. So yeah, uh, check them out. Uh, they're on a boat. They're on a boat. I know. I've been seeing. I think I said this before, but weird parallels between this show and that, except for <laughs> nautical rather than interstellar. Yeah. yeah All right. Really cool. Sides of the same coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Um, thank you for for showing up at all. Thank you for hanging out with us till the end. Um, if you want to keep the fun times going, you can join our Discord, which Caitlin just sort of threw oh, in I didn't the know chat. you're going to announce it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and but other than that, we'll see you the next time you decide to come roll with us. Good night, everybody. Thank Good you, night, thank everybody. you, thank you so much for being here. Good night. Good night.